Okay, guys, welcome back to the Obsessed Podcast. It's Nick, Gareth, and Gia, and this is season five. Guys, can you believe we're already on season five? This is only my third season with y'all, but you guys have an extra two bonus seasons. I can't believe how far we've come, you guys. This is crazy. I hope you guys are so excited. We've got a lot of great episodes this season. Lots of gags in our bag. Stay tuned, grab a splash, and buckle up, bitches. Because this season's going to be crazy. All right, you guys. So with that, our first official episode of the season, our Mariah Carey album ranking. Hey guys, welcome back to the Obsessed Podcast. It's Nick, Gareth, and Gia. On this week's episode, we're going to be ranking the albums, darling. That's right, you heard it. But this time, we're not going to do it in the typical least favorite to favorite. You know we got to shake it up on the Obsessed Podcast. Yes, honey, we're giving you (laughs) our favorite to our least favorite. Okay. So we have done this a little bit before and we've talked about it a lot of what our favorite albums are. So everybody listening, you all know what our favorite albums are. So that's why we decided to do it the other way round. So it's um, we're not building up to a bit of an anticlimax. So. So like before we go into the episode, when you got when you guys wrote your list, were you because this is the first I was telling this to Gia the other day. I haven't really written out a list of my 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 rankings on paper before so i was very surprised that where i was placing albums i was surprised because i wrote them down at first when i was making my list i was um just writing down the albums pretty much in order of my favorites but then um but i was like in order of like me remembering them and then there was like three albums that i like literally forgot about and then i was like oh no i need to put those in there too So, um, yeah, it was, I did have to end up moving some things around, but yeah, it's always hard ranking the albums because you know, it's never going to stay that way. This is just for 2023, the updated 2023 version. Like Gareth said, we've done this before probably many times. Um, this is just the updated 2023 version. I tried to find my old list, not to necessarily go off it because I kind of felt like it had changed, especially just over time and like you attach things to certain albums and songs and what have you or even just the time the album was released and I felt I felt like I'm gonna write a fresh one anyway but I thought it's best I don't find it because I can write it from scratch without that influence in me I still can't find it even now I've had I've got a a new list but I feel like my list is pretty similar to the original one we did back in 2020 which is okay but it might have changed a little bit so if anybody does remember please that hold well that's a really good point because every year like i know especially from this year with some of the music that has been uh having a resurgence with like memoirs and everything my list has adjusted a little bit but i've always been firm in like my one through three for at least five years now but definitely my least favorite list has changed a lot well that's very exciting actually because i'm interested to see where everybody's got their the not so popular albums, so to speak. Well, I think that's the coolest part too, because my fa- our favorites really haven't changed that much over the years. But yes, certain things have come higher on the list for me. So, so let's get into it. Let's get into our favorites because everybody really knows what, at least 
I know what my favorite and, and Gia, I, I know what our favorite albums are because and this is firm with me and it's never going to change. Obviously, my favorite album is Butterfly. To me, uh, I was thinking about this earlier. I don't think Mariah can release an album that will ever top Butterfly for me. It's been in my uh, life soundtrack for going on what since I've been a lamb since what, 95 so it's been in my life soundtrack for so long that there is nothing that will ever top Butterfly for me. Yes, obviously I put Butterfly as my number one as well. But this time I definitely like gave myself a little bit of like a second thought. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not trying to shake anyone to the core right now, but I was like, girl, bye. No, listen, I was like, Gia, is this still your favorite album? Because I really want to be honest and ask myself because I don't I'm not. I feel like nowadays it's so common for people to be like, bitch, that's just your favorite album because it's like Mariah's or whatever or something like that. But no, honestly, like Butterfly is still my favorite. Like we said in our Butterfly album review, go listen to it. It's obviously not the one I listen to the most. Certain ones on this list that we'll be going down to, I've, I've been listening to a lot more than Butterfly lately. But I do feel like out of respect and out of the place that I have for it, like, I know that when I go put on and listen to Butterfly, it's still my favorite. Like, it's just, I'm, I'm having a little bit of like, um, just we're, we're taking space from each other in, at this current moment in time. And that's okay. But, yeah, but that's a really good point. Butterfly is my favorite album, but I don't go and listen to Butterfly every week. Like Butterfly, and I think we said this in another episode, it's one of those things that you visit when it's really important to you. So I try not to really wear it out. I might play it five times at the max during the year. I, I just try not to wear it out because it's so special and it's a very heavy album, but I yeah I, I, I don't want to wear it out no I don't want to wear it out either though I will say I um since the butterfly 25 vinyls have come I have listened to the remix discs from the box set I haven't listened to just the straight up album but I have been listening to a lot of butterfly remixes as of lately so Gareth what's your number one my number one is obviously still the emancipation of Mimi and it is because it is a great album from start to finish. I know there's a couple of moments in there that's a little bit questionable, but there's like two songs. The rest of the album is pretty good. And I think that the the songs that are questionable are obviously the Pharrell Williams produced songs. They're good songs, but I feel like they'd be better as a feature with Mariah featuring on somebody else's track. Like if it was, if To The Floor was Nelly's song and Mariah was featuring on, it would be better. But the fact it's Mariah's and featuring Nelly, it's a little bit like, okay, this just sounds like Khalees. Not that Mariah sounds like Khalees on it, but the songs, both especially Say Something, they just sound like Khalees and that whole like milkshake album. But I just like the album because it's got proper like classic tapestry from Mariah. It's got great vocals, even though I feel like there's not too much. I mean, there's someone's been kind with the vocals on this album, but I feel like the majority of the vocals are similar to live performances from way back then and I just feel it's a lot more in keeping with where she was as an artist it's also a great representation of a superstar dare I say it making a quote-unquote comeback and just knocking it out park and I just feel like it's a great testament to her as an artist some may call it a comeback but the real bitches know she never left honey but <laughs> um <hit> <laughs> literally but um I do love emancipation 
And I'll talk more about it when we get to where it's placed on my list. Um, One thing I will say about um, one thing I haven't even ever thought of. And you just reminded me with like how you said, like, it's like a classic tapestry of Mariah. It doesn't have that like introspective moment at the end or like anywhere on it. You True. know what I mean? True. Yeah. There's no introspective. But what about fly like a bird? It doesn't yeah. give me introspective. It's not got that sort of It gives of me like, like make mellow, it happen. Yeah, it's not got like a mellow stripped back Mariah on a piano just with a little bit of like modest layering. You know, it's everything is all like done to a, like a big moment. Every single song on that album, every single song on that album could have been a single pretty much. It's a good thing in a way for, for a so-called comeback because every song on there is a banger. But then, you know, like, it's nice to have those proper like concept albums where there's a journey and you know you've got your dips and waves of whatnot of life that's relatable and then you've got that little respective moment at the end and or towards the end depending on where it is and it's it is nice to have that I agree but there's just something about this album I'm just like yes you know like she looked like flames like a phoenix rising from the ashes on the cover the gold cover at least anyway and this whole thing was just a massive package of like don't fucking write me off that's the thing about the emancipation me i feel like it was destined to be such a great album because mariah's career was kind of in a damage control kind of situation before it, we had charm bracelet which is such an incredible album and very underrated and the lamely only the real ones really love charm bracelet but people were bitching mariah's whispering blah 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 she's not singing and then we had glitter before that which everybody knows about glitter which again glitter is a good album as well which is crazy but i feel like mariah had to prove something to people that she was still there and that's why she sang so hard on that album that's why she slayed the fuck out of it all right you guys so with that let's move on to number two And I think you should go first now, Gareth. Okay, well, not much has changed. So for my number two, it has to be Butterfly. And I think if The Emancipation of Mimi wasn't that great of an album, or if it hadn't have happened, it probably would have been Butterfly. But then I think my whole list would be completely different because this whole list of mine isn't because I dislike the albums or anything when we get further through the list. It's just because of where they rank because of how I feel right now, like we said earlier. But Butterfly, to me, will always stay either at number one or number two. And when we did our Butterfly Celebration episodes for the 25th anniversary, I felt like I was listening to Butterfly a lot, obviously for the episodes, but even like in between episodes, even when like after, like before and after, I was listening to Butterfly a lot, like on my phone, on the vinyl and, you know. So I just couldn't get enough of it. So I feel like at the time, if we'd have done this episode back then, which we wouldn't have done, but like if we had have done, I feel like it could have been swapped around but it's always that kind of like constant flipping around you know like it it could be butterfly it could be the the emancipation of Mimi but it just is the emancipation of Mimi because of what that time represents but the butterfly album will always be at the top because of the mood of the album the vibe of the album the shift in the sound change i feel like we're getting a really honest authentic mariah the storytelling in the songs and just the journey the album takes you on like i think we're like we probably did say it all in just now but also in our whole like butterfly series episodes but it will always be that magical moment where a light bulb went on in well, most fans' minds of like, wow, this is just magic, this album. From the first, woo, woo, 
<laughs> to the end of outside you guys that whole entire album it's a ride it's a journey it's a mood it's a vibe and it's cohesive and that bitch is all together and i think that's a really good segue into my number two because i don't think mariah has put out as cohesive as a body of work as butterfly until caution and that is why caution is my second favorite album and what girl about you? <laughs> I, my number my number two is caution we're twinsies We've been, but you know, you and I have been twinsies for years on a lot of stuff. I know we disagree on a lot of like major or on a lot of like different like petty stuff, but on when, when it comes to like major opinions, I feel like we have a lot of similar major opinions. You know what I, I mean? Think, I think it's a lot like that in the Lamley too. Just like how Gareth's number one is the emancipation and then his number two is butterfly. I feel like the majority of the Lamley, it, it is really like that for most of them. Not myself included, but it's to me, caution. I, I don't know about y'all, but when caution came out, I was so fucking shook during my first listen of caution. Like I was literally mouth breathing. And honestly, if there would have been three or four more really good songs, just as good as they were on Caution Now, it could have been a contender to be Butterfly for me. Because there's such an incredible vibe on Caution. Like you said, so cohesive, just like Butterfly. Like, it's uh, it's so good. And I can listen to it over and over, back to back to back to back, and not get sick of it. I was just going to say... I list, I've listened to Caution way more times in the last couple of years than I've listened to Butterfly. 100% I have. Yeah, me too. Same. 100%. Um, and then um, also, if there was like another banger, like like Honey or like a layered track like The Roof on Caution, and then one more ballad or one more banger, I do feel like, yeah, it could. It really is almost like coming for a butterfly, bitch. And but it's to me, so crazy because it's it's her 15th album. It's so late in her career. It's after albums with the Nick Cannon sound. After me, I am Mariah, you guys. Like, I, it's, it's crazy. This album is a miracle. I, it's the second coming of Butterfly. And it's literally a masterpiece. I love Caution so much. So much nostalgia. Like um, Garrett said in our album review, it's giving Aaliyah vibes and um, it's so good. It's it's literally future nostalgia. It is. It's like I can't even put it's almost as good as Butterfly. But to me, like you were saying, if it, if it had another layer track like The Roof to me, and I think I've told you this before, I think we've actually argued about it. Um, giving me life is the roof of caution, at least to me. To me, giving me life is just as good as the roof. But can you imagine another like layered song like the roof or heartbreaker? Like just something with like she fully fills that shit with layers. Like I just that's the one song I'm missing from that. You're album. right. I never thought about that before. Because Mariah the is super the, layered track. Like that's Mariah the is the I'm, she is the layer queen, and I. And I live for a layered Mariah song. I think every lamb does. I think that's the most popular opinion in the lamb Yeah. And there's just, I just don't, I need one more song that's just giving, it's just serving layers, bitch. Like it's, I just need more layers. Other than that, she's, she's number two, baby. All right. Moving on to number three. Gio, what's your number three? 
All right. My number three. This is okay. This might be a shocker, bitches, because over the last year, the last two years since the pandemic, bitches, the early 90s, they've they've been circling around you guys. And I don't know why this has been going on, but the debut album has shot to the top five and I'm shook about it. I didn't I it didn't start when I made my list at first. She was not all the way up there. Um, but as I was thinking about it, I was like, Gia, this is one of the most listened to albums you've listened to in the last five years. You definitely like it better than these albums at this point. If you don't put it in your top five, you're just lying to yourself and you're like basically like trying to show off in the Lamley. Like, oh, these are my faves, like trying to be like, I feel like my list at first was like trying to be like what lambs would want my list to be. And now it's very much what I'm feeling in this moment. The debut is at number three right now. How do you guys feel about that? Okay. I don't really feel like that's an unpopular opinion. To me, I don't agree 100%, but I don't think that's an unpopular opinion whatsoever in the Lamely. Okay, good. Because I thought you were going to be like disappointed in me or something because it's made other albums go lower because I've put this one higher. You know what I mean? So it, well, I'm, it's I'm not gonna dis- make my list look really dramatic. Like I'm, I'm not disappointed. I just like, I feel like to me, and this might be a little controversial. I don't feel like the debut is like a great debut for an artist. Yeah, she's singing really well on it, but like to me, Lambs will die on that hill that it is like the best debut of all time to me the debut just sounds dated i'm not saying it's a bad album it, like there's a lot Better of than really Christina's great songs debut. and my favorite song by mariah carey is on the debut album which is vanishing so i don't know it's just i don't know if it feels dated to me what do you think gareth i mean i mean <laughs> i save my piece when i get to it but i like it as a debut album i don't think it can tire a little bit because You've said it before, I think, Gia, how back then her lyrics were very grown up for a young person. And now they've yes. been a bit more juvenile. So not juvenile in a bad way, but they are a little bit younger and a little bit more fun. But um, I think that's just the way her music has gone because she was so controlled. However, I feel like it's a very honest album for somebody who's been so successful and so popular because it could have had like loads of, bops on there that sound really yeah a little bit catchy for radio like a madonna song or tiffany or whoever was big at the time whitney as well like you know it could have been very much like i want to dance with somebody obviously a bit more updated because it was what or like a virgin like yeah it could have had those songs on there and it does have its elements like someday you know it's very that right reminds me of like a whitney janet or tiffany kind of moment but I just think that she's bringing something to the table with this debut album, and yet she's offering us something else. There's elements of Whitney, there's elements of Aretha. And, you know, people like Madonna and Janet and Tiffany couldn't deliver that shit. I feel like this is the blueprint for what we are about to get later. And I feel like I'm saying too much now. And I'm. No, that's okay. I'll cut, I'll cut in. Um... <laughs> There are songs on the debut, yes, that are giving dated moments. But honey, this album came out in 1990. She is over 30 years old at this point, And she still holds up. Like, she is... What are you a- talking about? She wasn't over 30 years old when the debut was released. No, I'm she means saying- now. 
the, the album, album she is 30 plus years oh, old. Oh, I was like, okay. Yeah. I'm tripping. So yeah, I, I, I paused for a, a second. <laughs> I paused for a second. I was like, what? And then I actually caught up. No, no. Our girl Mariah Carey, Miss Debut, she is over 30 years old at this point, is what I'm saying. Um, not Mariah was 30, but um, anyways, what are your guys' number three? Well, my third one is actually Caution, because I don't know why. I've been listening to it a lot lately, and just as a vibe, I've just found myself putting it on at the gym, and it's there's nothing really on there that's really, like, high energy. I mean, I, I love the vibe of the album. There's some, obviously, there's some mid-to-up-tempo tracks on there, but nothing's really, like like fantasy or honey you know there's nothing really like upbeat for me to be on the treadmill and be like yeah you know punch in the air or anything like <laughs> as i'm running nowhere you know it's what it's one of those albums like butterfly where you can just sort of lock into the subject matters of the song and if you relate you relate or however you relate that's just how you relate you know you listen to the, you really do listen to those lyrics and you picture things, you picture whether it's your own memories, or even if it's just something completely fictional of how she's telling the story, or even a music video moment like GTFO, you know, like giving me life gives you, I don't know, a New York street vibe, like, I don't know, I don't even know what the subject matter of a music video would be. But it just the songs on this album build up pictures and, and there's so much detail in the lyrics that it's such an authentic album. And it's proper classic Mariah in a way, like we got with Butterfly onwards. But like, I just feel she's got a current sound. And it again, it it's not the Emancipation of Mimi, I know, but it gives us that like, yeah, I've still got it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but her standing there in the end gives Emancipation of Mimi. Yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, but wait, before uh, we off, wait, but Gareth, have you seen Rent, the movie or the musical, whatever? I've seen the movie. You know the beginning when they're all um like they're all in like the street but like it's apartments and then every building has like stairs in New York, you know, mm-hmm. on the outside. Yeah. And then they're all throwing shit out and there's fire um and stuff like that. That's what giving me life gives me except like the sky is pink and blue. No. No, let me let me tell you where where I think in my brain. When I listen to the song, I get very like blue, purple, nighttime tones. Like dust. It's yes. New York's it's 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 New York City at nighttime. There's uh taxis in the road. It's kind of like a little bit hazy. That's what I get from giving me no, life. Like, it, when somebody it, when somebody slows down a song and reverbs it and puts it on YouTube and then puts their cute little visual to it, like that's what giving me life gives me is like somebody already did that but like you know they simpsons wave like if you if you guys know what simpsons wave is just look up simpsons wave like those images that's what giving me life gives me but like without like she already did it herself like somebody didn't have to like remix it and like edit it but that's a good point that gareth made about caution as well it is a whole ass vibe it is just that chill vibe you're smoking a blunt you're just laying around enjoying some free time that's how that is and it really makes sense as to why they left runway off the album and as a bonus track because it doesn't really fit in the album anywhere it doesn't i mean i don't know if it was if there was a place for it it would have to be somewhere towards the end but it does it screams bonus track to me as well it's just well it gives me like on lemonade how at the end foundation or formation foundation <laughs> formation 
<laughs> Formation was like the credits of the visual album. And I've always thought of Caution could have been a visual album like Lemonade. Runway could have been the credits. And that's why I feel like it still fits. It's still yeah. giving me that bouncy, like, stay long, love you vibe. Like, I can see the lights flashing with the beat of the music. Like, that's mm. the vibe of Caution that I get is like lights, bass, blue and pink and simpsons wave like i do yeah. get the same vibe but it's different um but yeah it gives me end credit so uh, bonus it track doesn't, 100 i i don't i don't know it 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 doesn't belong on caution but it is attached to caution it doesn't have that caution vibe and it's like Garrett said it like it's the best way to describe it it screams bonus track which i appreciate and it's been a while since we got one of those bonus tracks from mariah so yeah just to me it just doesn't belong on caution it's not a bad song in any way i like i like runway i've worn it out but like i don't really like to listen to it anymore but when i listen to caution i can listen to it over and over and over and over again so it it really makes sense why it doesn't belong on caution one thing i'll add as well that you were saying earlier about it it needed a or it should have a layered moment i think it should have had at least two one kind of like slow building it could have been a better retrospect moment or i don't know some kind of like vibe it could have been one of her freaky songs i don't know if i realize there's a few freaky songs on this album but it could have also had an up-tempo yeah, but they're not giving moment. like yeah they're not throw i want her to throw it back to like literally heartbreaker with the layers not even the the subject matter of the song just <clears throat> like the way you guys know what i'm talking about like i want her to give me a song <laughs> that's like overwhelming on the first listen you mm. have to listen to it like 20 times to hear what she's saying through all of the layers. You know what I mean? It would be nice to have one of those like um, bubblegum R&B kind of like tracks where it's like really bouncy. But I just, I don't think we're ever going to get that from Mariah. I feel like that style, the last time we got it was I'll Be Loving You a Long Time and it wasn't the lead track. And since then it's, it's, not, it's not fit, you know? But also the whole point of Caution, it was so like not underproduced, but like it was, I mean, vocally, she didn't take it as far. She still yeah. could have gave us a layered moment, but something about how chill the production was also made Caution for me. So I don't know if a layered moment would fit. I think somehow it could have worked. It's a good point, but I just feel that if she downplayed it a little bit, it could have been on a, a, a mellow track. So it fits the album and not too, not giving too much. Because obviously then if the album had have taken off, she'd have to perform these songs live. And then, of course, that would have been a whole other thing. So I feel like the vocal thing, she didn't take it where we expect her to take it because she probably did what she thought fit the vibe of the album. And and it's a similar thing with the Emancipation. I feel like she really went for it. But then when we got Equals MC Squared, the bigger moments kind of fit with what she was doing live in our live performances anyway if that makes sense so I feel like with this she just did what she felt fit what she's willing to do and what fit the vibe which is why the whole album's quite chilled and I appreciate that because I don't always love Mariah over singing like I actually I think my favorite Mariah vocal tone is just that chill caution vibe where she's not being very extra she doesn't have to do that anymore and, and that's why I was like, mm, now that I'm thinking about it, the album itself is so chill. I could see a layered track that, like, Get the Fuck Out, is. it has its layered little background ad-libs. They made me laugh so hard the first time I heard them. 
because they're so funny to me and I love them and I still love them. It could have been Just more on GTFO. Something like that, but with a little bit more, you know? Yeah. GTFO could have had a lot more layering and it would have been a, a much more... It's a nice track, but it could have been more beautiful if it had this build of just harmonizing throughout it because you get the bit where she's singing really high and this whole album could have been a high moment again, you know? But there's lots of bits where it's deep, there's some layered moments, but it's nothing too crazy. Um, there's some high bits as well. And I feel like GTFO plays around with both, but it only gets to like touch my body it's kind of layering point. yeah it's it doesn't yeah. get further than that like we're talking butterfly. it doesn't give like fourth of july layering, no. you know and we should get some butterfly like butterfly layering it um yeah. it teases the idea of it but she really stays restrained on this album in a different way but i love that as well so it's very hard for me that's it makes me think like I love GTFO as it is, but I do feel like we could have had an opening track exactly like GTFO with a lot more layers. But anyways, I feel like we need to go on to one of your guys' number three now. All right, you guys, welcome to our Caution album review. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to listen to us talk about Caution, or you want to listen to G- Gia, Gia and Gareth <laughs> talk about Caution, because this is before I came to the podcast. Uh, we have a whole ass album review of it all right that's why why we just we just all went off talking about caution for so long but that's probably why but it's so good you can't like like i'm I'm just gonna stop all right my number three (laughs) is charm bracelet i love this album so much and It was my number two for all these years. And then Caution came and snatched the number two spot. So yeah, I just love it so much. I have a lot of nostalgia attached to it. I feel like it's, lambs say that it's criminally underrated, but I feel like it's not that criminally underrated anymore. I think Caution is going to become the new charm bracelet (gasps) in the future. You know what I mean? Really? Yes. Are you kidding? Because in, Within the real world, well, I don't know about that though because didn't was it Lambs who didn't know about caution or charm bracelet? Um, it was because I feel it like was, Lambs yeah, yeah. generally like caution. Well, what ha- happened was charm bracelet came out and it didn't get a lot of attention. So then Mariah came with the Emancipation of Mimi, and that brought on so many more Lambs. And it's not like it. There's old school lamps no charm bracelet like Mm -hmm. it is whatever but as the years went on as we picked up more lambs with um the emancipation of mimi e equals memoirs like not all of them were going back and listening to charm bracelet and a lot of people i i find think charm bracelet is very boring and it's not and it opens up with through the rain so i can i hate that she did that with charm bracelet there's Okay, we all know that I would love if Through the Rain was switched with the remix in the beginning, just so if it, because it opens up on more of an R&B moment, and it would just make the album, like, make more sense to me, but I feel really bad, because as soon as you said Charm Bracelet, I was, like, looking at it where it's placed on my list, and it used to, I think it used to be my number three album also, Nick, I remember us having, like, the same top three for, like, a while. And I feel really crazy because it's been pushed down this this time. But to me, why I can't rank it in my top three anymore, I just don't feel like there's enough songs on it 
that I go back to or I don't go back to the album enough and as much as the other albums that I've been going to lately to put it as my number three anymore and I just don't I love the album like it's still it's still where it's still up high girl I, we're gonna get to it we're gonna get to it <laughs> see it's hard to do these ranking episodes but um but to me charm bracelet is almost like an extension of butterfly it's almost like butterfly part two to me but it's like a rough draft butterfly like maybe 65 percent of butterfly <laughs> to me at this point caution came and snatched that crown like i really do feel oh yeah like- for sure for sure and we're not gonna talk about caution anymore <laughs> but that's how i feel it's, i do i do think that it is the second coming of butterfly for sure all right moving on to our number four um my number four is the emancipation of mimi <laughs> so um i feel like it went down or I feel like emancipation has always been in my top five but it's never been like in the top three I don't think no to me it's like a super party banging album and I love it and I've been going back to it way more than I have the butterfly this year um stay the night of course um is my favorite song from the album circles would be the second I love it's like that joyride um joyride uh, is my bitch you know most of the songs what is your favorite song on the emancipation of Mimi other than stay the night or circles I would say either Circles or Joyride, literally. It's my top three from the album are Stay the Night is my favorite song from the album, you guys. Like, you guys know that. Like, every everyone knows that. Um, And then Circles and Joyride. And then it's it's like that. Probably We Belong Together. I do love, I'm, I haven't even thought about even all of those bonus tracks. Love the bonus tracks. Yeah. I forgot about them. I I don't like I don't like the bonus tracks at all. Like I mean I like um that one um so lonely. I like so lonely. All those bonus tracks were like the prelude to E equals MC squared. Yeah, she could have saved them for E equals MC squared, right? Yeah, for but, sure. Well, then it would have given E equals MC squared vibes. And we're going to get to this when we talk. See, oh my gosh, E equals. Okay, whatever, bitch. That's going to be the who's, next one that keeps coming yeah, up now. Yeah, going next? <laughs> going next? Number four. All right. Well, my number four is Rainbow. And I know that's probably a gag. For some reason, I found out when getting back into the Lamely the past few years that a lot of people don't like Rainbow for some reason. But again, it's all nostalgia attached. I think it was the second or third album that came out that I was a Mariah Lamb. So I don't know. Rainbow. Yay. Mine is Rainbow also. <laughs> oh wow! Rainbow. I knew, I knew, Gareth. I knew it was coming up for Gareth because that was his first album as a lamb. So I knew it was going to be in his top five. Yeah, so Rainbow Twins. <laughs> That's I, crazy, you guys. It's weird how our cautions were so close together, and now Rainbow as well. But no, I don't know about yours, Gia. But, yeah, wait, but we got to let the audience. We we didn't even discuss our list to each no. other, so we're just as gagged as everybody else. If you're gagged, oh yeah, yeah. none of us, none of us talked about any of our lists. Uh, with any of us yeah so just so you guys know surprise <laughs> but yeah <laughs> but rainbow for me i've said it so many times i feel like i'm just reading from the same bloody teleprompter but like um rainbow for me has always been 
it's held a very special place in my heart because at that time, like obviously she's doing a lot of balladry stuff and the ballads are nice-ish <laughs> on there, but like she's really moving into like proper like R&B territory here. Like she's working with some good people. The only thing is, and it, obviously there's people that are a bit questionable about it, is it just, it's sort of the in-between album. It's just like, it's it's got Mariah there, but it's just like, it's not full on like Mariah and it's not... I don't know. It's a bit unclear. As I know, there's supposed to be a journey there. She tells um, that in her album Inlay that there's a story, and that's fine. But in terms of like an album, a Mariah Carey album, it's not fully cohesive with how the songs are sequenced. But when you think about Mariah moving into R and B, like at that point, ninety nine, two thousand, like everybody was going for this kind of sound. Usher was huge. Candy Burris was writing pretty much everyone's songs like no scrubs and bills 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 so i feel like it was a it was an okay move for mariah but it, i read a review around the time of this album and it was a decent review about her vocals and about the sound but then they finished off the review and it was only for like a teeny bopper magazine i think it was top of the pops magazine actually and they said at the bottom come on mariah when are you gonna get jiggy with it and i can't remember what rating they gave it it was pretty much mid so like a five out of ten possibly six out of ten but for me the album, it showcases her delivery for R&B and how great she can deliver R&B. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a concept album. It can be a fun project. But at the time I was discovering myself and realizing who I was and realizing that, you know, it's not the end of the world to be a homosexual and all of that stigma attached to it. And and that's the support of my family, as well as like my own realization, you know, I was a bit, a bit undecided. So I had a very supportive unit, you know, so I was very lucky. So this album was very, it's like sunrise for me, this album. I can't say anything, you know, other than that in like a quick metaphor, but like this really cemented it for me. And let's talk about Crybaby, because that song is a sleigh it is one of those it's the roof of the album to me that song in heartbreaker uh with jay-z those two are the best songs on the album i like ex-girlfriend and i i like how much how much is oh i love ex-girlfriend but how much bitch that that's the worst song on the album to me I think it's okay. I mean, I, I there's worse songs, <laughs> but um, what's a worse song than how much on the? I want to know what you think is the worst song on Rainbow. Against all odds. What? Literally. That's, well, and thank God I found you. Oh, we. I don't. That's not a terrible song. It's just a cheesy song. Bitch, I'm sorry. Thank God I found you. And against all odds, I cannot uh, screech against the odds. And then thank God <laughs> I found the remix. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever, bitch. That it's not a bad song. It really isn't. It's one of her best remakes. Period. Think, thank God I found the remix. I I don't know. Against all odds, I felt <laughs> shut was, up. <laughs> I think against. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> I'm gonna come up with more too, bitch. Watch out. <laughs> I think that against all odds was made better with having a duet but the fact that it was Westlife I I don't know I just felt like they're scraping the barrel and it's just not happening it's like me trying to make make, um, Angel's Advocate happen it's like Mariah stop trying to make Against All Odds happen and that was the Westlife one was a number one here and it's horrible and I prefer the Mariah only I do wish that she'd laid a bit more to compensate for the Westlife harmonies but no I just 
if it comes on, it's like, okay, yeah, Mariah, I'll take it. But like, if it came on in a pub or a restaurant or something while I'm out and about in London, like, okay, I'll be like, oh my God, this is Mariah. And I'll probably like really savor every moment that it's playing because, you know, the UK are playing Mariah, even though I've heard Mariah a lot lately out and about in London. But if they played it, I'd be like, yeah, this is Mariah. But I, I just, it's the worst song of the album. But I like most of the songs on the album. I wish that she, that some of the interludes didn't need to happen. They're a little bit time consuming, but I love Rainbow. Girl, I was shook when uh, Thank God I Found You went number one. Like I never heard it on the radio, <laughs> ever. I don't think I've ever heard it on the radio. When I heard that Thank God I Found You went number one, I was like, what? is going on but slay i remember seeing it on a tv show called cd uk and it was uh, presented by kat Dealey, and it's the one where she comes on and she talks about eminem and she's like define relationship and she was on there and well she wasn't on there but they said this is the new song from mariah carey they played it and because it was the new song at the time and I watched the music video and I kind of felt then, I thought, I, this has already been done before. This is before the Westlife mess happened. But I thought, this has been done before. She's done this so many times. I, in my mind, it felt like that because obviously I was tapping in and out. But like when I first saw it on CD UK, I, I think I got the album at this point. I can't remember. I must have done. But like, I just thought, what is this? And I thought, oh my God, like, I don't like the video. And I just really was put off by the video. And I didn't really listen to the song on the album. And I remember going back and being like, oh my God, it's on this album. And I'd always listened to the like the majority of the album, but I think I'd always switched it off when it got to Thank God I Found You. We never had 90. Thank God I found the remix. I feel like Mariah was just trying to do what was happening in music at that time. So she mm-hmm. just wanted to get a boy band on the track. You know what I mean? And just kind of like, let's get this out of the way kind of thing. Why, nine, why 98 degrees we don't really we never had them over here so it was really i strange. love 98 degrees like they're the only boy band albums i would buy but i loved nsync <laughs> but i never liked their okay, albums you guys, what is it we gotta go we gotta go next girl <laughs> girl if anybody said to me name a 98 degrees song i would say thank god i found you <laughs> actually i can't even think of a 98 exactly <laughs> Uh, Una Noche. Yeah, I got one. No, that was their song. I think it went number one, too. Anyways, let's move on to number five. Yeah. <laughs> my next one at number five is Merry Christmas. Oh my God, Gareth, it's mine, too. <laughs> what? What is happening today? <laughs> We're more alike than I thought. <laughs> I feel like we have some similarities. Mainly, I feel like when Gia was saying, like, you have the same kind of opinions on certain things, I feel like we do on certain songs, but not necessarily albums. But, like, Merry Christmas. I, I was really stuck with where to place this. And when we did it before, like, back in the day, like, 2020, I, I don't think I had any, like, difficulty of where to place it. But because it's a Christmas album, I thought, how do I actually feel about it in April, May? You know, like, how do I feel about it as we're approaching summer? So I thought, you know what? Fuck it. Like, we've got gospel moments. We've got sleigh bells. We've got, like, huge roaring crescendos from Mariah. So we've got hymns. We've also got, like bops as well like proper jingly bops that really make you feel like cozy and Christmassy and camp and everything and I just thought yeah no this is definitely a number five I feel like it should be higher but then with all where all the other albums sit like I feel like this is the highest I can get it at the moment I I feel the exact same way there's only one thing that you cannot deny about this album it's her her vocal 
best. It's vocally her best album. You can't deny the way Mariah sings this album. And it doesn't matter if it's a Christmas album. It's just that good. It is probably the best Christmas album of all time. I feel like you kind of have to put it in a top five because it is all that Mariah Carey is today. Yeah, and it's what kicked it all off. Um, But there is something about her vocals with this, and it's just like, it's insane. And Gia said before when, I can't remember the words now, but we were on a phone call, this is like a while ago, and you were playing The Emancipation of Mimi, and you were like, how does she do that with her voice, go from like, I can't remember certain things, and then all of a sudden she just goes into something else, and it's continuous, it's not like it's cut and paste. And I feel like with Merry Christmas, she's doing it all over the shop with that. It's just her voice is just like, insane I, I can't even think of the words to say it it's like something took over her body for this album i'm sure yes. you guys have been twinning so hard on the this little midsection the top five honestly <laughs> no i am because i was surprised that um nick and i had even the top two the same because there's 15 albums and you guys have like two oh so both of us have two similar so that was both of your guys's five so it's my turn mm-hmm yep Unless you want to talk about Merry Christmas. Well, I want to talk about Merry Christmas soon, (laughs) but not that soon. All right, what's your number five? Well, I guess my, the reason Christmas doesn't rank higher for me, well, I guess it's the opposite reason. Like you were like, how do I feel about it in April and all of that? I still love the album in April, but I feel like I, I do pack it Christmas up and put it away for the whole year. And it's not what I'm listening to the most. I do love the album. And I do feel like Mariah ignited, reignited my love for her and her Christmas music. Just because it's what Mariah's known for right now doesn't mean that's what I know Mariah for and what I love Mariah for. And that doesn't that doesn't factor into why I'm gonna rank it as high. So it that it's not in my top five. But I do love the Christmas albums and I loved going to the tour and all of that. So everyone who bitches about me being a Grinch and all of that, whatever. It's a good album. And it's like, I will agree. It is probably her best vocal showcase moment. Like it's one of them. Like it definitely is one of them. So. It is her best. You can't deny it, Gia. Like what is her best vocal album? Then? Well, I mean, I feel like each album is definitely giving something different. I, 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 at least until um, until like 2007. I feel like everything from after that, it sounds different, but everything, each album sounds a little different, but it just, I feel like it's what you prefer. And there's albums around there too, bitch, that we're going to get to that I love as well. And maybe that sort of voice that you're talking about will have something to play into where those albums rank for me and the style and everything. What's your number five? My number five is a fucking gag because honestly, it was in my bottom two in 2020. And somehow Gareth has booted this bitch to the top five within the last three years. And I, I feel like Gareth can tell you what it is. He equals MC squared. And, and he said that and he has no idea what my list looks like. So yes, E equals MC squared has made it to the top five. And honestly, it, I looking at my list, it could be even my four above Mimi because I feel like there's so many bangers on that album. I feel like 
every song on the album could have been a single. Like, I do feel like E equals MC squared. It, it, I, I don't know why I used to not like it. Like, I do know why I used to not like it. But something clicked in my brain in 2021. And I've been listening to it nonstop. It's giving caution. It's giving... It's giving so many things. It's giving so many things. It's funny because if we backtrack a little bit, when we were talking about it in our album reviews on the live chat and Instagram in 2020, I remember you saying it was probably one of your least favorite albums. And yet there was one, one day you called me at, I don't know, for me, it was a normal time in the morning, but for you, it would have been some insane, ridiculous time in the early hours like I think maybe 2 or 3 a.m and you were crying because yes. you got past track three or something <laughs> well no I was like <laughs> I you, was like you, oh my god you, I say you, love I say love <laughs> you, you cry about the craziest shit <laughs> <laughs> I thought something no, serious was up I was like what's happened and she was like I just listened to the Eagles MC squared and I just got past track three <laughs> I was like oh <laughs> it was more than that though i was going through it a lot remember though yeah my yeah. and i we broke up and then i like moved out and then like i had like this rebound fling and it was a mess and it was totally giving me an e equals mc squared era moment <laughs> and it was i was going through it in 2020 slash 2021 pandemic mc30 era so <laughs> <laughs> yes e equals mc squared came through for me in mc30 all right what are your guys what are your guys's number six well my number six is e equals mc squared <laughs> okay good i was scared i was getting scared when you guys brought up christmas i was like oh my god like i don't want to talk about christmas yet like jesus <laughs> i really feel like e equals mc squared and merry christmas could just like rotate the five and six spot just at well, certain times of the year about E equals and Mimi rotating four and five because I do feel like E equals is more cohesive of an album than Mimi almost. Like, I really do feel well, that way. I like E equals MC squared more than I like the emancipation of Mimi. But did you rank and it lower? Oh, wait, no, no, I ranked it higher. I haven't, haven't even gotten to my emancipation moment. Yeah, you're right. You haven't. That's so funny. That is interesting. It's just a better... Like, to me, the emancipation of Mimi is too commercial. I it, I think that it was so popular that I heard it all the time. And not just me mm. listening to it. Like, everybody had that album. It was a crazy era to live through it was yeah. amazing i've never been more proud of mariah in my entire life but same, you same. no you, just... you said that bitch you say that all the time what about when she no, no okay okay one? okay you're right gia like fuck you that is my proudest <laughs> moment of mariah and then i don't even know if this is my second proudest. it's one of the top proudest moments i have but it it to live through the emancipation of Mimi era, it was almost like a dream. Mariah was everywhere. Everybody was talking about Mariah. You couldn't go anywhere without hearing uh, We Belong Together or Don't Forget About Us or Shake It Off even. Like, you and, and bitch, heard that's what's Mariah. gonna happen when the TikTok album drops, bitch. It was such an amazing time to be a lamb, coming off the back of being going through the charm bracelet era, because that was so depressing. Mm. And to have Mariah just have this really big resurgence, you can't top it. Like, it was just amazing. And it was constant. And it went on for like two years. It was so amazing. 
So why doesn't it rank high for you? Because it, it because of how commercial me, it became. It, it oh, became because so, of that. Yeah, it was just so like like everywhere. Imagine, so it's a double A. It was everywhere, Gia. Like you heard it all the time. It, it's just overplayed. A double edged. A double edged. Yeah. Sword. I'm not saying it's a bad album by any way. It's an amazing album. It's just I feel like E equals is better. I don't I don't know how to explain it. It just it it just feels right to me. I mean, with E equals MC squared, I totally get where you're coming from. I feel like it fit the bill with what she said when she said if if the emancipation of Mimi is dinner, then this album is gonna be dessert. And I kind of got that because it's a lot more that sweet R and B kind of sound throughout. And you have those deeper cuts on the album, like side effects. Like you don't get a really deep cut like that on the Emancipation of Mimi. It felt more like Mariah to me on E Equals. I'm glad she saved. I mean, she probably, I don't know if she had it when she did the Emancipation of Mimi, but I'm glad it's on E Equals MC Squared because if there was too much on the Emancipation of Mimi, it could have felt like a bookend and anything after that is just like, meh. So the fact that there's these gems on some of these, like, later albums, I quite like that because it makes you go and listen to the album. And I I think that's a good testament to her as an artist that she still has that. So the fact that Side Effects is on this next one is so much better. And it does give a darker side to that album, Equals MC Squared. Yeah, it's a very, very, like, dark song. And I remember hearing it for the first time and, like, going on to Mariah Carey forums and people saying, like, oh, my gosh, this is about Tommy. Did we talk about this before? I think we did, but... Possibly. Lamps were, like, shook that Mariah was singing about Tommy like that because, of course, you can put the puzzle pieces together. You know it's about Tommy. So it was just, like, it was a gag in the family. I remember that. And then, then you have For the Record. Come on. She's referencing herself, like, amazing, slay. The only song I don't like on this album is Bye Bye. Like, I hate that song. I think she was trying to go for One Sweet Day Part 2, the um, R&B version. Wow. It was just... She's going for One Sweet Day and We Belong Together with it. I say in love is giving We Belong Together also. And that as well. Like, I'm, I mean, that was a single. It was pretty obvious that those two songs were going to be singles. It's just, for me, it's a little bit... It, it proved a bit desperate, so therefore it, it tarnished the album a little bit. But for me, anyway. But I, just, I feel like there were other single-worthy songs that were not giving desperate vibes. Of course. Yeah, there's so many other songs that could have been singles on this album. I'll Be Loving You Long Time could have been the lead. But then there's like... I, that's the miss-up. I wish she would have released that as the lead. But with then a we different maybe would have had. I don't. I like Ti on it. I mean, Ti's nice on it, but I just don't like what he's saying. Like, but that's when Ti was like the moment. Yeah, and so therefore Ti probably could have been on it if it was the lead song. But I don't like, like it. I like the regular. Mm. I like it with a rapper because, of course, it's Mariah's lead song. Let's say if it was. Yeah, but so it I has feel to like have not, that. Not every lead song needs to have that. Like, no, I, I don't think so. But I'll Be Loving I You Long Time so. doesn't have too much to how it. Many like, of her number ones, how many of her number ones actually have that? Like, let's be real. Yeah, Honey, Heartbreaker. No, I'm saying no, the number one this... itself. The lead the single. The song itself, it's the, not, yeah. Honey does not. Yeah, I know, the, but you know, I love it when, I've said this before, I love it when Mariah throws a rapper on a song. It only just elevates the like song on a remix. The contrast between the two voices is, it's so nice. So when Fantasy. she sings, sings certain words, like, underneath the rapper, it sounds so nice. And then she goes into a, 
I don't know, little harmonized moment before she gets into the crescendo or she goes straight into the crescendo. It's just, I love a Mariah and like a rapper moment. But... It's my, my favorite songs are like Mariah and a rapper. Like I well, love it when Mariah throws the rapper on there. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Like the remixes of um, I Still Believe, Pure Imagination, bitch. And then um, the one that we just dragged, uh, Thank God I Found the Remix. And then, um, yeah, I love The those. Roof, yeah, Fantasy. I like the, well, I like the original Fantasy better than that remix, but. I know you do, which is crazy because everybody knows that the remix is more popular than the original. Mm. Okay, next. We need to continue. (laughs) Okay, my number six is Daydream. And it has to come somewhere high, but obviously the other ones favoured more because of everything we've just said. (laughs) But uh, Daydream was really, really the first attempt that she sort of stepped out of her comfort zone. She started to experiments a little bit here and there. I mean, obviously, like throughout, there's the thread of the standard Mariah, you know, but which pretty much is music box in a way, like with open arms and One Sweet Day, even though she did have a duet with One One Sweet Day and it wasn't so power ballad as music box, but it was a lot more soulful. But, you know, it is pretty generic. But you you can really hear that she's playing around with a lot of different sounds, like fantasy, long ago, um always be my baby as well a little bit like that's still r&b but it's still very poppy and i just feel like this was probably the a great transition to go from that american sweetheart into what we got after which was butterfly so i feel like you have to give credit where credit's due so daydream is my number six this is one of those albums that i used to have really really high on my list that has steadily slip through the years and we'll find out later where but uh this is this is my first mariah album this is what made me a lamb to me it was like the fucking bible back in the day Mm -hmm. i listened to it literally every day multiple times a day for over a year like i was literally obsessed with this album and i guess as time has gone by thankfully mariah's released better material but by no means is this album a bad album it is no. a classic it it is that transition it's it, it's mariah starting this new kind of era in her sound and it's like almost the prelude to butterfly it's getting to butterfly i think we've mm-hmm. said that before yeah. but it is an amazing amazing album can you imagine in like 95 if you're i don't know a teen or something in or a music buyer that's not a child let's say or too young to realize and you know that maybe she's not happy or whatever like you're starting to think of like how could a 20 something year old be married to this fossil and then this album comes out you listen to it from start to finish because you know you you, you want to get this album because you've heard the lead track and you just love mariah you put it on and listen to it from you know top to bottom this is cut at this point this is your butterfly and emancipation all in one at this point it's quite weird to think about it like that let's slow down um because (laughs) i just really identified with something nick said this album i do think this album probably before butterfly it was my most favorite and most listened to album from mariah and it's really hard for me to see it 
dropped so far down on my ranking over the years. But but that's because Butterfly does by, exist. It's sorry. so crazy because this was such a landmark in her career. But oh, as yeah. and I'm really coming to like a realization that it's becoming like a forgettable album to me but it's still it's almost no it's it's not forgettable i'm not saying it's forgettable i can't really even put into words the way i feel about it there's just so much more better material that i don't really visit this album as much anymore but i love it so much like i can always go and revisit it like there's so many classic songs on this album like underneath the stars there are a lot of classic songs on this album but I feel like as time has gone by, I feel like there's a lot of songs that I'm just like, whatever about at this point. But I there, feel there's... like a lot of music box leaked on this album, but like turned into a little bit of an R&B way, which there was more digestible than me. There are a lot of ballads on Daydream as well as music box. There are. Like I said earlier, the music box element is still there in the ballads. Like it, it's the main thread. And then you get a little bit more of her and who she is and who she wants to be as an artist and musically woven in. But it does stand out. Yeah, I do think it's the meltaways and the long agos and the fantasies and the underneath the star type moments that really save it from going lower for me. But I don't want to give away everything because we're getting close to what I want to talk about soon. So, All right, Gia, what's your number six? All right, you guys. My number six is Charm Bracelet. Uh, I ain't mad at it. It's like right under your number five. So it's like knocking on the door of your top five. So I ain't mad at it. it It used to be my top three. And I think it's crazy. I'm going to say the same thing that I just said about Daydream. This used to ring super high for me. It's sad to see it fall down lower. But I do feel like, like getting through the album it's quite long and it, it it's more of a process for me than the other ones. So I feel like that's probably why. But it, I still love this album and it's one of my favorite albums from Mariah. It's one of my favorite album covers. Love the B-sides from it. Everything, everything. Oh yeah, the B-sides. There goes my heart again. Oh, bitch. Absolutely. For real, for real. No. That's, the, is that's that on Charm not- <laughs> no, that's on E equals. What am I talking about? <laughs> but there's some there there are some good B sides on Charm Bracelet. All right. Number seven. Jira Show 10. So my number seven is Daydream. So uh like we've said, <laughs> this album, it's this little section of my list right here. It's getting to the moment where some stuff has ranked higher and some stuff has ranked lower in the past. And this era of albums all has the similar vocal, the similar balladry, and the similar thing that is basically the biggest of Mariah and what I guess the GP considers the best because it's the biggest or whatever. It's the best-selling moments of Mariah. And for me, that means that Daydream has fallen down, but another album has risen a lot in my rankings, which is crazy for me. But yeah, so it's somewhere in the middle, I guess, is where I found that all the ballads sit. And But that brings up a really good question. Do y'all prefer ballad Mariah or up-tempo Mariah? It, I guess it's somewhere in the middle because... 
because I I prefer an up-tempo Mariah song. Like, to me, a lot of her ballads are meh. And I know that's an unpopular opinion. But, like, there's a pattern you find in Mariah's ballads that are very, like, other than hero, like, woe is me, like, mm. reflections and uh, can't take that away. Just songs like that. And, like, to me, there's a little bit of a cheese factor to a lot of her early ballads that it's hard for me to get through. So, I, like I said before, I like up-tempo Mariah with throwing a rapper on as a feature. Like I, I think I, just... I like that more than the ballads, but I think that over the years, I've definitely grown more of an appreciation for the ballads and where Mariah came from in her career to where she went to, ultimately. So I think that's why the ballads have kind of all fallen in this cluster in the middle for me. And I'm definitely a remix lamb. Like I'm definitely the R&B remix lamb or the club remix lamb. Like I said, when I got the Butterfly box set, first thing I did was bust open the last two discs and put on all those remixes together. So um, I do think I'm still a remix lamb. As you guys see where all of my top five albums are definitely more bouncy albums but i do feel like the ballads have gotten somewhere in the middle now and i like them more so what is your number seven all right my number seven is the emancipation of mimi so we literally just talked about that how i like think it's more commercial than e equals but still an amazing album well all right garrett my number seven is e equals mc squared see our list is so much the same garrett <laughs> is your, what's your I feel like all of our lists are kind of similar. Yeah. I so, think if you've been a lamb, hardcore lamb for a while, most of these are not unpopular opinions. Mine get more unpopular that we're going through, but mm. and for the most part, I I feel like if you are a really big Mariah Carey fan, you agree with one of us. Yeah, somewhere somewhere in between all of our opinions there's some kind of like solid body I guess but yeah I just feel like I mean I feel like we said it but it's a fun playful element of some of her other sounds of course but yeah like I like the album from start to finish obviously there's a couple of songs that are a bit questionable but like there's other songs that are missed opportunities and it's a shame that it went that way because I feel like since the e equals mc squared album it's kind of gone that way with every album. It's kind of like... It really has, if you think about it. <laughs> but no, I'm not trying to be shady. I think that E equals MC squared was like the end of that chapter in Mariah's yeah. career. And then we started a new chapter with that Nick Cannon sound in the memoirs eras. One thing yeah. I want to add, I feel like all of us, all of our stuff is ranking like within like three or four like of each other you know mm. what i mean so it's not like we're all like oh my god your shit is like whoa you like that you know like it's it's nothing is like nothing you guys are saying is like throwing me like out of like nothing's coming out of left field you know what i mean because probably the amount of time that we spent listening to mariah as individuals and the amount of time we spent talking about mariah over the last what three years we're probably kind of all on a similar kind of page now plus we've had these albums for so long that we've got to marinate on them so yeah. like yeah we can really dissect each and every one to just kind of rank them. And it's hard to rank some of these. It because, is. Uh, yeah. Because there's different really good moments on each album. There's not really. We'll get there, bitch. A, a, a bad, like, really, like, like, 
we'll, we'll get, get there. there. We'll get there. We'll All get right. There. All right. Uh, so we're at our halfway point. So let's go ahead and recap the listeners, our top seven so far. All right. Mine was number one, Butterfly. Number two, Caution. Three, Debut. Four, Emancipation of Mimi. Five, E equals MC squared. Although I felt like E equals and Mimi could be interchangeable. Um, Six, Charm Bracelet. Seven, Daydream. All right. Mine, number one is Butterfly. Two, Caution. Three, Charm Bracelet. Four, Rainbow. Five, Merry Christmas. Six, E equals MC squared. And seven, The Emancipation of Mimi. <clears throat> okay. My number one is The Emancipation of Mimi. My number two, Butterfly. Number three, Caution. Number four, Rainbow. Number five, Merry Christmas. Number six, Daydream. Number seven, equals MC squared. Okay, so I feel like for each of us, we have like maybe one or two that's like far from each other, but most of them are like generally in a similar sort of area, which is cool. It's interesting to think about. And you could you could guarantee that if we were to record this in like, let's say a month, six months or a year, we could completely fall out of sync. Like, I feel like this is just how we're listening to Mariah at the moment. I don't think mine's going to change for a while because Mariah's not releasing anything new. You know what I mean? So mine's literally stuck until we get MC16. I don't know. Mine changes around a lot. Not well, not a lot, but like there'll be a couple later on that probably have changed around since the last time we did it. And definitely the beginning, like because... I find myself listening to things sometimes more than others because I it's almost like I rediscover it if I've not listened to it for a while. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, this song. I feel it. like I feel like caution and butterfly have stayed the same throughout the years. The rest is what has moved around. So it used to be for me, I feel like it was butterfly caution charm bracelet. And then there was like other stuff, but the rest of it has been what has floated around throughout the last three or four years for me. So who knows what will happen? I think what is happening for me is that I've had enough time to marinate on these albums between Caution and Now that I'm not really going back and revisiting Mariah so much because I've like overplayed Mariah. I need that new album to like reignite my passion again for Mariah. It's just been too long. I've, I feel like what's happened, I've been going back and I've been listening to stuff it's because we've been in this dry spell. This year, I was like in my little friend group chat that I have with Lambs. I was like, well, basically what's been going on is I've been listening to all the albums with friends on the phone and just going back, even ones that I've said I didn't like in the past. And we're about to get, when we keep going down this list, a couple of them have really gone up because I've gone back and been like, you know what? Like, I really don't have a song that I'm like, oh my God, I hate this. You know what I mean? So I think it's good to go back. But this bottom half tier, there's going to be a lot more negative opinions, though. It's going to get a little probably shady. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I think they can handle it. I think they can handle it. All right. Moving into our number eight i'll just go into it all right my number eight is merry christmas to you i don't know what to say about it i just love this album i i love the way it flows i i I just love everything about it i gia is this your favorite no is this oh we'll get there are you ready do you want to hear what my number eight is then 
Yes, bitch. The first Christmas album. <laughs> which uh, all is, right, so that answers my question. Which one is your favorite Christmas album? But which this is has... hard. So hard for me because you know I love the second Christmas album. But when I did my ranking, like I feel like you guys are going to be shocked where it fell because I don't even know how it got that low. But okay, I'm not trying to spoil anything. Yeah, the first Christmas album is number eight right after Daydream. So you guys are going to start seeing this little chunk is very much this era of that voice. And I love this album and I love the vocals on it and I love everything about it. Love the songs, love um, Missy Moe's, um, All I Want, all of it. Um, yeah, I now that you're saying that your second is that high, the second Christmas album, I'm surprised. I am really surprised that I didn't rank it higher, but I do think it's funny both of us have a Christmas album at this little slot here. I, I just thought you would like this album more because it has your little born is the king moment. I know, but when I was like really trying to think about it, and I know I say I love the Christmas party over the service, and I maybe I'm tripping. Am I tripping, you guys? I maybe I should switch them around. But no, I think, um, I think when you get to any time of the year outside of Christmas, you long for, not long for, but when you when you think about Christmas or you get excited a little bit about Christmas or you get a little bit festive, you do think about... I think of all I want more than Born Yeah, the King. you think about the cold and the build-up first because it's the preparation. It's just natural to do that because that's the chronological thing. And as soon as you get to, I don't know, maybe Christmas Eve Eve <laughs> or Christmas Eve and definitely Christmas Day, you're more, or probably a bit more before that, maybe the week leading up to Christmas, you're more about the Christmas party, which is MC2 or MC2U or whatever it's fucking called. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I guess the best way to really figure out which one is your favorite Christmas album is to which one do you play first when the Christmas season starts? And to me, that's always Merry Christmas. I think and that is for me too. And I haven't really realized that because I have been so like in love with Born as the King for the last five years that I have really kind of just put the first Christmas album to the side. But last Christmas, you guys, I'll say it again. I do think it really reignited my my love for Mariah and Christmas. Even though I said in the unpopular opinions what I said, what I said, I do love the Christmas stuff. And I'm not a hater on the Christmas shit. I love it. I I don't know. It's just, it's a it that's the double-edged sword for me, like your emancipation. It's everywhere, it's all the time. Okay, but where is Butterfly everywhere all the time? Where is the new album everywhere all the time? That's how I feel about that. But I this little section. You'll see when we get to the next one. It's all of those albums. You already know what it is. So, Okay, Gareth, what's your number eight? My number eight is the debut, Mariah Carey. And that's because, I don't know, I got to where I got. I started writing my list backwards, normally how you would do a rundown. I got to the point where I just thought that this was a natural fit for where I am listening to Mariah Carey right now. And... It's so authentic for a debut album. It's not too commercialized, but it does have its moments. So I, I you know, the debut song, the, the first song um, from the album, the first song ever, isn't really a standard kind of pop or R&B. I mean, it's an R&B song, but it's not your standard pop R&B kind of like lead song. It's a ballad. It's very soulful. It's 
very god well not very gospel but it has gospel elements to it and it's just like i felt like it was genius to release that as her debut they really dissected what to do with her career and mariah's very lucky the way that they promoted her in her early career yeah they did her right it kind of mixed the two things together you know the ballads and the bops and it was really well done so i just feel that most of these songs were recorded before she was famous so well not most of them some of them was recorded before she was famous and there is that authenticity throughout the album but the thing is there's it doesn't stand out like oh my god like what is this album you know it does flow quite nicely and then we later learn that some of these songs were done as part of a demo i just feel like this is probably the most raw we've got mariah if that makes sense it's a very polished album but yeah it is but from where it came from, I mean, like, obviously, besides it being like live or whatever, like, this is her most honest album, or her most authentic album. Until we get it to is Butterfly. Kind of, it is, it is a good, I can't imagine any other debut album from Mariah. However, it's so far away from where she is now in terms of sound or anything. Like, yeah, but sometimes I want that 90s moment. Like, I love Whitney and stuff like that. Like, some of those songs like Prisoner and Alone in Love, like those are my favorite tracks like to go back to from that album. I love the sound of it. I Prisoner is that bitch. I'm not gonna I'm not saying it's bad. Like again, like most of these albums are not bad in any kind of way. They're just not what I listen to. I mean, for me, there's not really there's not really any particular song from this album I want to listen to on its own. I don't think I've ever if it's ever come on on my phone, let's say if I'm traveling and a debut song. You don't, comes, you said, wait, did you just say there's not one song you want to go listen to on its own? No, I have to listen to this, the album from start to finish. Oh, so, that's so different from like, oh no, there are lots of songs on there. I know, and I my was like, I was debut like, was I way lower than yours. Song. Oh no, I, I, it's not that I wouldn't listen to any song. No, like I, if it comes on shuffle, I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I just skip. But the album... I could put on from start to finish and listen to every single track. Yeah, if I was listening to the debut on my or listening to Mariah on Shuffle and like there's got to be a way popped up, I would totally skip it. But if like Vanishing came up or Prisoner or Alone in Love, definitely I would keep it on. I mean, it depends what mood I'm in. I think more more often than not, I would skip it because I want to listen to the whole album. I don't know. Maybe if someday did come on and I was traveling and it makes things feel faster paced or whatever. Maybe I would listen to a more up-tempo song, but if I'm on my way to work or on my way home, I don't want to be listening to Vision of Love. But then to put the album on, I want to be listening to Vision of Love, you know? I don't know if that makes sense. Like, it, it's a mood. I mean, I just, I, it, it makes I don't sense. Know. It makes sense. You just There's experience just... the debut differently than I do. Like, I, like... I I feel uncomfortable listening to the album all the way through because there's a lot of the songs I don't like on the album and it sounds very dated to me. So I, I don't like to listen to it all the way through. The debut is one of those albums that I'll go to and just listen to select tracks. I, I can't do the full experience. Mm. I love the full experience, but give me the glory of the candles for the debut. <laughs> I don't give a single fuck. I want every moment of the debut. Honestly, I do love every song from it. I think it is it's it's one of her best albums. It's such a good album. So good. All right. Moving on to number nine. My number nine is Music Box. So there it is, that little chunk. 
Girl, that is way too high for Music Box. No, it's not. Because literally, I don't know what's happened in the last little bit, but I listened to Music Box and there wasn't one song on it that I didn't like, except for I thought that the first song on Side B was boring. I forget what it was called. I think it was called Never Forget You. But I think that every song on it is good. So there you have it. Did you... Did you get a concussion? But no, I ranked Music Box right under Merry Christmas, right under Daydream, because right now this whole little section of Music Box, Merry Christmas, and Daydream, I really love. I've been really loving right now. And it's all the ballads, and it's that big transition from where Mariah goes from Music Box to Daydream, and then it's right before Butterfly. I don't know. Something about right on the edge. I've been feeling it. I, I don't know. I liked it. I really liked it. And then there's all the the um remixes for Music Box, which aren't part of the album, of course, but they are part of the era and everything. So, yeah. And, and I'm thinking of the with Everything Fades Away, by the way. So I'm definitely not just leaving it at um I Only Wanted. But that's a great one, too. Girl, the bonus but, tracks are better than than the songs on the album to me this album is so cheesy and it It is it boggles my brain that it's her best-selling album it's just crazy to me no it is it is crazy to me too when i listened to it and i was like wow this is her best-selling album it was giving me adele it was definitely giving me like it was a moment though like it was very shimmery and spectacular I don't know. It was a moment. It was an experience. It was a Disney princess moment, but I, I was living for it. I don't know. Anything before Daydream to me doesn't feel like an authentic Mariah. I, I It just does not. It. I know it is a Mariah album, but like it doesn't feel like it's something that she wanted to release. And I know I've said that many times and I know that it, I've said that it has that white face and that I do have a lot of problems with it. Like, there's a lot of problems I have with music box and I don't know why. Maybe it's just a phase I'm going through, but this is the 2023 album ranking. And this year music box ranked what number nine. So there you go. I hope you guys are happy. (laughs) I just think you're tripping, but my number nine is glitter. A lot of these albums, that I have higher, I don't really feel like number nine is that high. To me, I'm surprised because I used to love this album so much and I have a lot of nostalgia attached to it. So th- these are one of those where I was surprised that I have it so low. Well, I'm surprised I have Music Box so high, you know? I'm and- surprised you have Music Box, or yeah, Music Box above Glitter. That's you. You, you genuinely feel like, Music box is better than glitter. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going through something right now and glitter's coming up soon. Like, I don't know what's been going on, but I don't ever really listen to glitter. Like I, when I go and I listen to a glitter song, it's if we are lead the way, I don't listen to the whole album. Like See, I can that's get- different. See, like I like the whole experience of the glitter album. I do too. Um, 
but I don't know. I just don't, I haven't really gone back to it a lot recently. And I've definitely gone back to Music Box way more than I have with Glitter. So I think I should give Glitter another go around because I feel like I'm starting to underappreciate it because I know I love that album and I, I love to watch the movie and have a little kiki with it. So yeah, Glitter's coming up soon on the list. So you're going to have to split. You're going to have to spend glitter soon. You're right. I am going to have to spend glitter soon. It's been a while. Garrett, what about your number nine? Nine, right? Number nine. <laughs> Mine is glitter also. The twins. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you like about the glitter album? I just like how fun it is. And obviously I recently purchased it and it's it's been a moment because it's taken me so long to actually find a good deal. So I'm not paying ridiculous amounts. I mean, it's not expensive as in like, oh my God, I can't afford it. But it's just like, it's just not justifiable to be paying some of these prices that people are trying to sell glitter for. And I found a really good deal and I thought, you know what? Fuck it. And I got it. Yeah. I And I love the fact it's, it's very of a time it's got that 80s stamp on it it's still a mariah bop ballad kind of album throughout but it still sticks to a almost like hybrid of who mariah is but also that time that the film was set because it is a soundtrack but yeah i just wish that there was a couple more songs a little bit more mariah-esque just that mariah did for the yeah film. it was a cop-out it was a cop-out that she put lover boy on there twice yeah, like, I feel like... I was going to say, I was going to say, like, you're saying that it ranks high, or it should rank higher for me, but it's got two lover boys on it, and you don't even like that song. Yeah, and I don't, then... but, but you got to see, this is why it's so low for me. I don't like Lover Boy. Um, what else do I not like on this album? I think that's it. I don't like Reflection. No, I do like Reflections. <laughs> I like every track on the album. I don't, I don't really love... Never, no, I, I, I like don't like Never Too songs. Far actually, and I don't it like no, you cheap... guys. I, I feel like us talking about it, it's it's starting to rank higher in my head, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. <laughs> the yeah, only songs girl. I don't like on this album are Lover Boy. I can listen Which to which one? I, I, uh, I oh. like, I like all of them. I don't like, I, no, sorry, I like all the songs except for both the Lover Boys. I just think both? Lover oh. Boy, yeah, I think Lover Boy sounds messy. Like, I don't know. It just. I mean, a lot of music so in much, the 80s sounded messy, so. But there's a lot going on in the song, and I just think it's, it just doesn't sound like Mariah. All that superfluous shit. I mean, if you listen to a lot of these songs from the 80s, around the mid 80s, so 83, 84, 85, you know, most of it was all like beating a tin can with a stick, you know, and it was it it sounds so tinny when you listen to it now. Even when you listen to it over the last yeah, twenty years, she did it well. She did it well she because did she did it well with it. She used hip hop. No, she only she did it well with didn't mean to turn you on. Lover boy was just. I was not just hit gonna say me. didn't mean to turn you on. Yes, I was just gonna say that if we like there's there's moments in it where you think okay there's there's if a we lot... is the best song i'm sorry like if we is the <laughs> best is. song period I mean, should have been the single we already said it should, it should have been number one mm-hmm. yeah but there mm-hmm. should have been there should have been two versions one of mariah featuring jerule and one of jerule featuring mariah 
Oh, that would have been cute. Yeah. But, but going but, back to Loverboy, I do like the, the dance remixes. Uh, I mean, the intro, I feel like, is what saves that for me. Like Gareth and I have said, uh, yeah. the, um, that's the only good thing I like about it, honestly. But um, no, I like Loverboy and I love the Firecracker version, bitch. You know, we live for that Firecracker version over here, honey. I love but... the Firecracker version. It was what I was waiting See, for. Yeah, no, I don't even, I don't even live. I don't even live for that. I don't even live yeah, for that version. That's crazy. I I mean, I think that yeah, it sounds a little busy, but I love I love it. It's giving me more of made for a movie soundtrack. It's giving soundtrack. The thing with the Love but, of Boy Firecracker version is I think it was the demo to get the sample cleared. I don't think that was how it was gonna end up being. I think that was what was done to put it to the people that own the rights to the firecracker song. And then the, that would then become way bigger because Mariah's not gonna put that version out as the lead single of an album it probably would have been the way she used the sample i guess but then there's a, that breakdown bit of the the drum beat i feel like she would have used that a bit more it would have been longer there would have been some rapper element and i don't know it just doesn't feel like a mariah song and i just there's we know there's so many lost opportunities with glitter from from the inception to the completion of the whole glitter project it's taken so many dips and turns and waves and dives and this, that, the other. And it's just like, I don't feel like Glitter would have been it to start, the, you know, to turn the ignition, basically. I, I just don't get that from that. When I listen to it, I feel like how bigger it could have been. So that's why I like it. But I do like the rapper version of Loverboy over the the well, the last track, which is just Mariah and Cameo. It's just, I, it yeah, didn't need to be there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's just I, I felt bad for Mariah. Yeah, it felt like that's to be to me the glitter album. What we've got as a packaged album is it felt like that's what we're left with. We did what we could. Loverboy. The first time I heard Loverboy, it was the first time I had my what the fuck Mariah moment in my life for as a lamb. I was like, I don't know. It was just it was weird. And then I remember being on the Mariah Carey forums and people being like, what the fuck is this shit? And I hate this. And I'm not a Mariah was, fan. It was so weird. <laughs> like, I mean, I used to not, I used to think lover boy was, well, I mean, it is busy, but I used to be overpowered by the busyness and I used to not like it, but I love it now. I've grown an appreciation for it. For me, it's, it's like one of those songs that you have to hear all the layers of and hear multiple times to fully appreciate and, get it together and stuff like that it's not the best lead single by far by any means but i think it's a solid lead single for a soundtrack but i think mariah was trying to go for like heartbreaker like get that kind of moment again the firecracker version is definitely giving me more of a heartbreaker moment and that's giving like you know mm -hmm. all right gareth what's your number 10 <laughs> okay my number 10 is charm bracelet see i'm shook that you had charm bracelet so low yeah that's really low i'm it shook is. about that too you have Me to justify it well <laughs> well yeah it's really low i feel like i feel like it didn't used to be that low it didn't used to be that low i don't think and i feel like it is really low for myself and i was really surprised when i was like really working this out but i haven't listened to it in a long time but it's as, it's as high as it is because and as low as it's it not is, even high it's in the lower tier. no i know but because i haven't listened to it in a long time from start to finish or anything or really like rinsed it is it's, it's 
it's quite you lack. used to be the charm bracelet advocate i feel uh, like before a little the bit. memoirs advocate <laughs> i feel like you were like all about charm bracelet no i still love charm bracelet but the thing is for me like with what the others represent, especially at this moment in time, and Charm Bracelet, you can play it from start. I, I listen to this start to finish, although this is an album when a song comes on, I can listen to it and I don't skip, depending on what song it is. It has to be like a hip hop collaboration. Maybe it's Through the Rain or even Bringing on the Heartbreak. But I found myself skipping more songs like I Only Wanted, uh, Yours. I mean, I think I always skipped Yours if it came on on its own, but if it's on the album... <laughs> <laughs> and if I listen from start to finish, I listen to it. I do listen to all the songs, you know? It's a great Mariah Carey album in terms of sound. When you think about the sound in 2002, looking back now in hindsight, like this is a good album. The only thing that I get lost with is the fact that there's not, there's so many, I don't know, we said it earlier, but there's so many high vocals, but not. And that's fine, but then there's not a huge amount of belting. It's here and there, there's a lot of layering, but I just don't feel like she's utilising her voice in the right way. However you want to look at it. See, you are one of those lambs, because that's what lambs used to bitch about when this album first came out. Oh, Mariah's not belting, Mariah's not belting, Mariah's whispering. Uh, that shit used to annoy me. But I, don't like, mind I, I love that, that shit. No, I, I feel like I feel like I've heard you say the opposite in the past. Me uh, as well. Well, I just feel I think that... so. I feel like I've heard you say that. Well, maybe I'm the one who's like who says that because butterfly and charm bracelet. Like every lamb loves butterfly. I feel like, but they bitch about charm bracelet being whispery. But no, I I definitely don't disagree. But I feel like when Mariah's belting on charm bracelet. I feel like it's not giving the same kind of a belt as it is on emancipation. Like, I feel like the belting on emancipation is like, like, she's like, bitch, I'm, I'm singing today. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? And the belting on charm bracelet is like, well, bitch, I got to bust out this album. So I got to hit that note right now. You know, I feel like she's, reaching like yeah. for those notes on charm bracelet whereas on emancipation she's like oh yeah that note okay uh-huh. well but that's I... why mariah sang so hard on the emancipation because lambs and critics were bitching about mariah not belting on charm bracelet that's why we got such a good album with the emancipation of mimi but i feel like with charm bracelet this everything is there every the the storytelling is there the the vocals are definitely still there. Like she could sing at this point. And I just felt like, and the high notes aren't really a big thing for me either. It's just at that time, it's on every single track. And eventually at the time I was like, oh, okay, it's a bit much. Now, when we went back to it in 2020 though, I did say like, this album is perfect for the time. It's a great album. It still is a great album. But like, and, and for that time, when you look back now in hindsight, it's like, of course, like the sound, she's really taken the sound that was stolen from her and really like been like, yeah, I can still do this. Like when you look at people like what the other female entertainer stole and then what Ashanti was doing, like this was perfect. Like this is a great sound, but I just wish that like on some songs she could have utilized a voice and she could have done high notes, uh, not the high notes, but like the, the whispery stuff on all the voice on the, all the verses, but she could have laid it with a bit like a touch my body thing. She could have had a bit of a deep moment on some of the songs underneath. I think a couple of songs she does, but like there could have been a lot more layering going on and a lot 
more belting, not on every song, of course. We don't want music box again. And we don't want music box like sucking the life out of Butterfly or the other way round, you know? Like, in a way, it kind of is veering in that direction because it's like she's trying to cater to both audiences and, like, get them all back with this album. But I don't know. There's always something that's so nice about listening to this album. And I love the tracks. I love all the, the collaborations. Well, not all the tracks. But I love, I love all the collaborations. And there's always that little bit of taste in my mouth at the end. It's like, it could have been a better moment for her. Even if they sequence the album a little bit different, but that's why they pushed Mariah to release Through the Rain, because they wanted to gain the public's respect back with a Mariah ballad. And that was probably the the dumbest, that was one of the dumbest, things her team ever did yeah oh i hated that and i don't even really love through the rain i mean through the rain was a great song because after a while like we didn't get that kind of a ballad it's like hey it's basically it's a, a cheesy mariah ballad. it's a it, cheesy mariah ballad it's another hero and it's not a 2.0 exactly. or anything like that. It's just a regurgitated hero. And it's like, or a, a prelude to hero in a way, you know, you get through the, the through the rain is like the message to be like, you can do it. The hero is like, yes, you can definitely do it because you're so strong. Like it, I don't even know where hero, uh, sorry. Oh my God, Freudian slip. I don't even know where through the rain would sit on the album other than the first track. Because if you put it track two and it was released as the second single, no, but it, it, it could you could have just left out the right you could have left out the original through the rain and just kept the remix to through the rain and then sequence the album a little bit better maybe open it up with um like boy. i don't know or boy yeah just or just get rid of through the rain and just have through the rain original version i think that if you just switch them around like i think if you put the ballad at the end and the remix at the no front, i think it i think it works because then again mariah again it's a cop-out by putting through the rain on there twice to okay, me if you really want one of them off there, take it off there but i think you can just put the last track in the front and it works out like i do think it makes it flow nice i can see that i can see that now i can see that because it's saying like you're going to the r&b version of through the rain and you're coming off the glitter era it makes more sense it sounds better it's not so sappy it's still a little cheesy but that r&b version makes it digestible i don't know like i just i like through the rain but to be on charm bracelet i just find it standing out and not in a good way it feels like a lost moment, but not a lost moment on Charm Bracelet because Charm Bracelet, it's still a bit poppy, but it has a lot of hip hop elements. And I love the hip hop elements that are running through Charm Bracelet. I love that because everybody- Same. That's why I call, call it Butterfly Part 2. Yeah. And the storytelling on Charm Bracelet is absolutely amazing. And I just wish we'd have got- I know Butterfly has its whispery moments and a, a lot of them, but it works differently because the contrast is there. And I just wish we'd have had more of the contrast. That's basically it, really, for me. And also, I just feel like the whispering on Butterfly, it's just so much more clear. Like, it's just so yeah. much. It's different. It's different whispering, you guys. It's yeah, but I different. don't mind when it's unclear because it forces me to go look up the lyrics and get into the booklet of the CD and experience the whole That's album true. that way. 
Like I never. I mean, I, I don't never, mean like unclear. Like I can't hear what. Yeah, she's saying. I understand what you mean. I never cared that Mariah is saying unintelligible. Like I don't. It, no, but I don't like, think that's not what I mean either. I don't mean like I can't understand what she's saying. I mean like the tone is different. Like it sounds different. Yeah, it's not as clear. Like you know when you listen to something yeah. like breakdown you called yesterday to basically say you know what she's saying but then when you listen to lullaby it's kind of like yeah lullaby is my favorite song on the album but like to me (laughs) charm bracelet is literally the rough draft of butterfly minus through the rain but i guess through the rain could be the uh yeah beautiful ones no i feel like through the rain could probably be the lead the way (laughs) you know like it fits but it's not on there that's what that song could have been, but it is on there. You know what I mean? Gee, what's your number 10? Glitter. Okay, see, it's not too far down. See, it's just right after Music Box. So you were really tripping on me, but... But I, but you have put Glitter in the lower tier of your Mariah I know, feel bad that it's gotten so low. Like I said, I, it used to be way higher. I think it used to be in the top 10, if not the top 5. Maybe like 6 or 7. But... I just, I don't, I need to go back and listen to it. And that's what, that's what it is. All right. So my number 10, and this is one of the ones that I was most surprised by when I made this list because I put it so low and how high it used to be, which is of course, daydream. I shook myself when I saw it out on paper that it was down to number 10. But yeah, I set my number ten now. Let's talk about how you have daydreams so low. That's what we need to talk about. That's what I'm saying. Like at this point in my life, daydream is at number ten for me. When it used to be in my top three for more than half my life, for it to be down to number ten, that's just how I feel about Mariah's body of work right now. And I know you lambs are going to shade me. I'm shading myself. Like I don't understand it, but that's just where that where it's at. No, I mean I totally understand it. Like for me, that album, it's it's one of the harder ones to get through because it's so ballady and it's so yes. light. It's and- exactly like to me. It's exactly like the Emancipation of Mimi because it was so commercial. And then like then you have one sweet day. Like I. I still don't understand that how that's her longest running number one. And really nobody knows about One Sweet Day or these like the younger generation right now. They they probably never even heard One Sweet Day. What else? You got like Forever and I feel like the when I saw you to underneath the stars melt away in long ago and fantasy. Like I feel like I and maybe always my baby sometimes, but otherwise I really don't go back to the album that much. I I go back for like underneath the stars, open arms, um, I am free at the daydream interlude, which I love. I know it's just oh, an interlude, I but like I love it. it so much. And looking in, bitch. I always go back to looking in. Well, I feel like when I listen to the album, I love looking in, but it's not one that I go back to for the introspectives. I feel like I go for pedals more than looking in or stuff like that. Well, well, I do. Well, I do the same thing when I listen to Mariah. When I listen to my Mariah sad songs, I'll listen to like reflections, um, pedals, and looking in, like in a group. Like that's what I'll do, and then I'll finish it off with "Almost Home." I always listen to Mariah like that. All right, moving on to number eleven. All right, my number 11 is Emotions. 
I ain't I, even hating. I it's a little bit too high for me, but I ain't even hate. I'm surprised that it's so low, but at the same time, I'm not because I love "Make It Happen." It's one of my favorite Mariah songs, but I usually go listen to a live version. But I love "Till the End of Time," "Make It Happen," "Can't Let Go," um, "Be Around You, Babe." Um, I cannot stand till the end of the time. It's probably one of my least favorite Mariah songs of all time. Oh, I love that song. That's a good ballad from her. I love Don't that for, one. The Wind is a really good song and like can't like go and make it happen. But like, I'm not the biggest me. fan of The Wind. I definitely like till the end of time more than The Wind. But, nah, bitch, skips. But for me, the listening experience is so up and down and it's not cohesive of a album for me so it is it's difficult for me to listen to i i generally mostly go and listen to just a couple of songs here and there obviously the one i listen to most is make it happen so yeah emotions is really low on the list right now maybe one day it'll be higher up again these are one of those albums that i cannot listen to all the way through i just can't do it like i it's so un enjoyable for me in every type of way like i can't do it i think the only way that i can listen to it is from start to finish because again in a different way though like if this album comes on a song from this album comes on like on shuffle when i'm doing stuff it's too much i have to be on the journey and i have to listen to emotions to put me in a good mood to then be able to listen to the rest of the album because a lot of these songs are quite depressing like we've said it before it's a suicide album vocally and emotionally and i just feel like there's so many whistles like just for no reason and it is giving just like i'm doing the most vocally because like someone is telling me to Mm. and pushing me to and it's just not, it's more impressive than it moves me. Like I've said about many things, Mariah wise, it's just not the most, like it, it's not the most, um, it's just polished. not the most. Yeah, it's, it's just not the most. It's definitely doing the most, but it's not giving it's, me the most. It's giving the most, but it doesn't offer the most. But like, yeah. No, it's, it's definitely doing the most, but it's definitely not giving me what I need, bitch. But... Yeah. And the thing is, like, no, she's... She definitely, she's, she's just doing too much and there's no restraint. Like, there's absolutely yeah. no restraint yeah. whatsoever. She's literally a caged bird being forced to sing. And it's and you can really hear that. I know this isn't on the album, but from that song that Can You Hear Me or whatever it's called. It's it's almost Oh my god, like, literally. Yeah, literally. It's, it's so strange. Bitch, we can hear you. We can it's, hear you, bitch. No, <laughs> <laughs> but it felt like, you know, like Avatar the movie. Like it's visually impressive, but like what did you really watch happen? You know what I mean? Like lyrically, like what yeah, I was don't, happening I don't, in I don't remember the story of Avatar. I just remember how beautiful exactly. the movie looks. And it's it's kind of like that with this album. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Like, you remember how beautiful it sounds, but really, the only standout tracks are emotions that make it happen, really. Period. It's yeah. Avatar. It's Avatar's album. <laughs> and I feel, like, I feel like that is such a good way to explain it for, for me. It's nice, but it's a... It's a very rare occasion. And the thing that baffles me a little bit. No, it's it's, not nice. It's really not. But I mean, for a vocal moment, it's nice. But if you really want to listen to music and really want to listen to someone sing their lungs out, there's only two tracks really that that's good for. 
Um, but like what songs are really moving me and it's make it happen to like move forward and be a good yeah. person and get done. And that's really the only thing that has really been like the only song that I've taken away from the album that has really impacted my life. Like I listen, you guys know make it happen was like my number one song. I listened to make it happen to get my GD and get my fucking license. Like I busted my ass to make it happen. But like, that's I a lot my- of lambs. That's a lot of lambs favorite Mariah song though. That's a very yeah. popular opinion. Yeah. Right. But I didn't bust my ass to the whole emotions album. You know what I mean? Well, no, it doesn't really even belong on the emotions. <laughs> It, it it almost should have ended up on like the debut because it doesn't even really feel like it belongs on the emotion album. The thing that gets me is that when she was the the debut album was already out and they were interviewing her and stuff, and she was saying in interviews that she'd started writing for her next album or she carried on writing and I guess it's going to be for the next album or whatever it was that she said because Love Takes Time was intentionally going to be for the next album, and it just made me wonder how we got from something like the debut to this. Like, are these the reject songs that didn't make it on the debut? Um, Love Takes Time was going to be on the second, but then ended up being pushed on to the debut. Like, imagine if Love Takes Time was on the second album. What Would it have done well? I don't think it would have done as well. It needed to be on that I first album. If, I think if Love Takes Time was on the second album, I don't know if I'd be able to get through it, honestly. Like, there'd just be <laughs> so much. Like, so, so much. Like, give it a knife. <laughs> it would be, like, oh, my God. But if Make It Happen was on the debut, though, that's a whole different story, bitch. That's a whole different story. Could you imagine? Okay. That uh, girl. That was yeah. a gag, bitch. Oh, honey. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow, I feel like we've gone on the real tangent about emotions. So what is, um? who's next? My number 11, and this might be a gag to a lot of the Lamely, and I don't care if you hate on me, but it is the debut. I'm sorry. Like, I don't like the dated sounds, like emotions in the debut. However, the debut isn't terrible. I just wish it had more of a different sound. But that's why I put it at number 11. That is, I think that's too low, honestly. I do. I definitely, I'm not mad at it, but I I get 100% what you're saying and where you're coming from. But I just feel like there's so many good songs on it and there's not enough like b- bad moments on the album for it to be like but but the for way me, the, the most dated sounding songs are songs like prisoner which you say you loved so i feel yeah. like that's confusing to me but i okay i i made this point before like ha- even if i have an album ranked really low there are always some songs that i am going to like from the album and i also said like to me mariah carey's career didn't start until day like what don't you like from the album i don't like the sound of the album i don't like the dated sound all of them not all of them like okay let me which songs don't like i don't i don't like there's got to be a way I don't like Someday. I don't like You Need Me. Those are the four songs that I, songs that I can't stand. But that sounds so, so dated. Even Love Takes Time sounds dated. I love Love Takes Time. And I love Prisoner. It's the best song on the album. But like, 
it's just it's the sound. It's that late eighties, early nineties sound that I I just ever, can't. You don't ever want to hear that. Like for that, I feel like that's why I rank it high is because it's when to I'm, me when I'm sound, going to music like you, it's because like on. I'm in the mood for it. You know what I mean? Music that sounds like that sounds very cheesy to me. I can't get to the lyrical content. It's just the way the music sounds, and I don't like it at all. But that's why, like, I'm not saying they're terrible songs. I just don't like the sound of them. That's all. All right, Gareth, what's your number 11? My number 11 is Merry Christmas to You. Okay, justify that because that's a little low. It's low. No, I, I feel like that's reasonable. I mean, <laughs> like, compared, comparatively, comparatively. I, I, think, I think that was a cop out to put other albums higher. Wait, wh- which one? The ones that came before this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But let's, okay. okay, let's let Gareth talk, talk about it. I actually did work, like I said, from least favorite to favorite. And so I got to where I got to, and I thought, okay, it, it's going to be this because I like the album. I do love listening to the album, and I put them both together on shuffle, like when it gets to Christmas. And then I have my moments where I listen to a whole shuffle of everybody that I have on my phone for Christmas. But like, it's just not given the same way as the debut Christmas album. So it has to go somewhere. And when you put all the albums into the mix, for me, it fits perfectly here right now. It probably could be high. If you ask me again this at Christmas, it's probably going to be like, I don't know what number, but it would be higher. I like some of the songs, but it's just, it's lacking a lot. There's there's a lot of like him almost moments that are done in like a really sort of like tame gospel way. And I feel like there should be a bit more energy with this album, especially, and I know it's supposed to be the party album and it kind of is, it is, but it's just like, I want more party from it. If that's the case, it does give party, um, but it gives more party from a social aspect as opposed to a vibe. I disagree. I disagree. I think it was perfectly produced. That's me, but it's whatever. But when we get to Christmas, I'll be like, yeah, like I'm blasting that shit out. Like it, it, it's just where we are now. And I think, especially over here, like the weather is like all over the fucking place. Like it's, it can't even make its mind up. Like, are we summer? Are we not? And I, I don't know. Like we're just in this weird transitional place in, in the, in um the UK where it's just like, can we get into spring at least yet? Yeah, we're still in winter. It feels like. So I'm needing that summer moment and i feel like i'm a little bit resentful for christmas i'm not going to be a year at christmas time i'm sure i hope but oh like... my gosh you guys don't even start that big <laughs> no i'm serious because last year i gave it to you guys yeah, all you 10 fucking episodes of the season bitch so don't even start with me i swear to god i i <laughs> i came through i came through and i spent like 1300 dollars like on one thing so don't even don't i don't want to hear it from anyone it was a joke, but like, yeah, you know, like, I'm just not... No, Gareth, I'm, not, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But... I, I don't know, I'm just not in a Christmassy moment at the moment, so that's why it's where it is, because it feels so much colder. Like, this is not Christmas in Aspen, this is Christmas in New York, and it's very much like, why go outside where it's not snowy, but I can stay inside where it's warm? You know what I mean? It, I, I've never been to New York, but, like, I live in London, It's I guess it's similar, but, like, it's just... At the moment, for me, where we're at in the year, I'm I'm not feeling it. That's why it's so low. All right, but moving I keep on. It's okay to not be feeling Christmas 
during the middle of spring. Like I feel like that's <laughs> well, like, yeah. I feel well, like I get a lot of course. shade for for like not being into Christmas all the time. Like I feel like that's okay. I feel like I get this. I get this Chia, perception. But no, but no. No, like, I'm no. I this is important because the joke is in the episode, and I do feel like it should stay there. But I do feel like people do think that I don't like Christmas and that's not true I just it's not it's, it's not about how you uh react to Christmas during the spring and summer it's how how you react to Christmas during Christmas time you know what I mean did I not give you guys Christmas during Christmas last year I yeah don't but, but you also you also saw Mariah live that would reignite Christmas in me too okay what, what, but I st- I told you guys in the middle of summer that year, I was going to give you guys a good Christmas that year. That was way before I saw Mariah. All 10 episodes, that last episode, that was the last episode of the season. So I feel no, like I the- didn't see Mariah before that. I feel like the Christmas before when it was all a bit higgledy piggledy, I feel like we were both a bit like that. It wasn't just Gia. I feel like we were both a little bit salty with that. Uh, yeah, I think so too. And we had a a whole episode about it. And yeah, I feel like I get the whole brunt of that one year, <laughs> which was 2021. It's 2023. And I'm I'm definitely allowed to say my opinions about Christmas. And I, I think your opinions it, are your opinions are valid. But your reaction oh. back then was intense. Which was how many years ago? I, I can't even remember. And was that even on the podcast? It wasn't even on the podcast. Yeah, it was. So, no, it wasn't. He's talking about me going live on Instagram. That's what Nick always references when anybody is thinking about this. Nick is not even talking about a podcast episode. He's talking about me going live when we used to do Instagram. I'm and talking when we about... Found out this- no, when we found no. out the special was 18 minutes long. And yes. you guys, and you had an episode, and you kept the episode 18 minutes long. Yeah. So that's where it was. <laughs> so it was on the podcast, and you did that. Yeah, but what you was know the episode? what you brought up. You know what you just brought up was me going live on Instagram, and you cannot deny that. Don't even say. I with don't me. even know what I'm, like, referencing. I remember you crying. I remember... On Okay. That wasn't the podcast. Even yeah, really that was matter? that was Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you brought that up because of the Instagram thing. You said your reaction was so intense. That's Instagram. My reaction was not so intense on the podcast. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to those episodes. I mean, I feel I feel All like right. over the episodes we were both pretty much the same. Like I feel like everyone agreed in the family. Like we didn't want an 18 minute special. Like I do. Mm. I feel like we didn't want that. Like she said it was the biggest thing ever. Like, and it wasn't even about the special being 18 minutes. If we really want to. Mariah, it, it about, Mariah always says, this is going to be the biggest thing ever. And that's what like, it was about. So that's to me, I kept harping on you because I wanted you to be grateful that Mariah gave us anything at all, but you were upset because it was only 18 minutes long. And I don't, it was, I'm not hating on you. I don't give a fuck, actually. It, it, it was what it was. I, I thought it was funny. I'm no, not I hating on you. No, I you are hating, though, because you bring it up any chance you can get. And because and- it was a funny moment, Tia. <laughs> you cried. Was it funny or was it so intense? It was intense and it was funny. Okay. Your, your reaction was intense. 
for something that really didn't matter. You know what I mean? That's why it's funny. But you I don't... know my whole entire point of the whole entire thing was me feeling bad because of Mariah's position in her career. I don't think that it's a good thing. I don't feel like her being the queen of Christmas is like the best place ever to be in a career. I feel like it's people joke on it all the time and clown on it and dog it. Of course, I'm grateful every time she comes around every year. You guys know I love that she's number one on my birthday, all of that. But I'm just saying what I see, the reality of what I see around me in my everyday, it's not that. It's not, it's just sad because this is where I feel like you can be a delusional lamb because I feel like I'm just saying what I see in the everyday and it turns into you're a Grinch during Christmas when it's no, but, just, but here's what's, here's, when it's just, here, I'm just stating the reality of how I feel during the situation. But, but here's and last the key. Year, I feel like but, made up for the year before. So you don't have to make up for anything, but here is the real tea. You're just having a hard time accepting that this is what Mariah's career is now. No, That's I'm not it- having a hard time accepting. I accept that it's her career. I am accepting that I feel like it's not good for her career. That's what I feel. I accept that this is her career. I don't like that it is, but I know that it is. Like it's not that I don't like understand. Like, I feel like you don't accept where I'm at. That's what I feel. Like, I feel like you don't I just get- think that you're a delusional land because you can't ex- accept that, that this is what it is. We can't change it. Just be happy for her. Get on the land train and just ride it out. You know what I mean? Okay, guys, that's number 12. All right, my number 12. And it, this has moved up a lot because of TikTok this year and it is memoirs. And this used to be my this used to be my least favorite Mariah album of all time for many years till another one came and snatched the crown. I think I don't like this album a lot. I and I and I reference it all I reference it all the time and so does Gia that it has that Nick Cannon sound as I like to call it. And it feels really messy to me. I don't like all the songs. I was also going through a really bad time in my life when it came out. So I kind of attached that moment of my life with that album. And I never can really like get through it. But it's not a terrible album. It's just not a great album to me. I completely agree with what you're saying. Because every time I go back and listen to the album... Even last time I listened to it and I got through Ribbon and I was like, okay, Gia, you're way too hard on this song. It's just getting through the album that is the thing. It's like kind of long, I feel like. And um, it does have the sound. It's the sound for me. And I, every time I hear it, everything that Nick just said, I feel like I'm trapped in seventh grade. And it is, it's like nostalgia in a bad way. Like, but, and it's not a bad album by any means. And obviously it's not ranked high for me either. Cause I haven't even said where it ranks for me yet, but it's just hard to, for me to get through. And that's why I don't go and listen to it often. I want to hear Gareth's opinion. Have you, Gareth, have you even said this album yet? Cause I thought this was one of your favorite albums. I mean, it is in my ranking. It's quite low. We'll get there. I feel like that hasn't changed over the years because I feel like it's that. But wait, I thought this was one of your favorite Mariah albums. 
No, I just feel like I, it's not one of my favorite Mariah albums, but it's one of those, you know, like underdog albums. Like, you know, when you have like, you see a ginger stepchild and it's just like, no one cares for this kid, but you really hope they do well. This is the album for me. And I've said this before, I've said exactly the same thing before over the years. And it's just like, Memoirs was that album where she she played that little bit over the radio. I think it was on Nick Cannon's radio station at the time, or he was covering somebody or whatever it was. He called her up and she played little snippets of like a few songs. And it sounded almost like some kind of like butterfly rainbow moment was coming. Yeah, the tracks pretty much leaked right before the album came out. And I got the album and I thought, I've heard all of these songs already. And I was assuming that, the original versions of the tracks with just her on was, was leaked and that there'd be rappers on the album. And so I was left disappointed because of that. And it's all pretty much not slow songs. She said they're all ballads, but they're not ballads. There's some mid-tempo, slightly up-tempo songs, not really. And then the rest, yeah, are pretty much like ballads. But the thing is, there's a lot of R&B influences through this album, which what saves it. And there's, it's such a nostalgic album, which resonates back to the time that Butterfly came out. And it does have some Butterfly kind of like vibe to it, but it's proper diluted and watered down and overproduced. And it's just like, okay, it's kind of if, it's kind of like if Char Bracelet was the demo for Butterfly, Butterfly was the main event. And then Memoirs was trying to regurgitate the Butterfly album. And it felt like that to me. It's just like you're trying to recreate Butterfly in 2009. So there's loads of referencing, there's loads of name dropping, and there's a lot of good songs on here. But I feel like the first few songs, like the first, what, five songs are really good. But then when you get to the middle of the album, you kind of get lost. It's kind of like a desert land. It's just like, what's happening? And then you get towards the end of the album, it's over. It's kind of, it's almost like being high. You get this like, oh, it's yeah, really and then good. You, and then you end, you end with that, well, what song is it? I want to know what love is. And it's just, yeah. just like, damn, right. Like, come on. It's kind of like a big build-up and then there's this massive come down. That's it's just, I don't know. It's just all over the place to me. This was the first album as a lamb and era that I didn't like. So it was very new to me not liking something Mariah did. I don't know. And, and, and there was that dry spell for all those years where it was just like, this was the first time to me that I really noticed that Mariah didn't really care about promoting anything anymore. And she just release an album and said hey if you want to get it kind of go get it and there was there's a little bit of promotion but like it wasn't her priority anymore to push her albums that that much i mean there was she was on tv over here and i feel like we get forgotten about a little bit just like australia like she forgets that she's big over here and and that's quite understandable because she doesn't have the same amount of success over here as she does in the US. But she did do a bit of a promotion over here. She was on a few TV shows, probably not as many as she was with The Emancipate, or, well, pretty much any album before it. But um, I do feel a little bit like she just thought, okay, it is what it is and we'll, we'll, we'll move on because it was so soon after Equals MC Squared. She'd had fragrances out that did okay. And so I don't know, I don't know what was going through her head. Um, I feel like I think she was blinded by love. I think the only thing that really mattered in her life at that time, and there's nothing wrong with that, is trying to have kids and uh, yeah. or having kids and um, 
and being a wife. Like, I think that was her first priority. And I, I'm not shading her in any way. If that's what she loved and wanted, then I supported it. Yeah, same. But I don't even know. Even though like, I didn't like Nick Cannon at all. But I don't even get into that. Yeah. And I feel like this was one of the first albums. I mean, there was some, there was a bit of a delay with Eagles MC Squared, but it wasn't publicized. She just mentioned it, I think, on that Ellen whatever show where she was just like, oh, the album was supposed to come out today. And it did come out until, that was before Christmas in 2006. And it did come out, no, 2007. And it did come out until April 2008. But that's fine, you know? But like with Memoirs, I felt like there was a, it was the first album with the major cancellations. Like it was supposed to come out at a certain point. I can't remember what date now. No, no, no. Glitter was the first one that did that. And they oh, kept really? pushing that back and pushing it back and pushing it back. It went on for years. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, there's that. But like, I'm talking about when there was actual like marketing for it to come out. Like she was saying it was going to come out on this date. And there was like a song that was leaked, which was obsessed. Well, yeah. You know? But this was the beginning of the era of that happening all the time and, and did not end until Caution. Yeah. Where it was, was just rolling. pushback and delays and just messy rollouts. And it was just all, a whole big mess. Yeah. And then it got leaked eventually right before it came out. And it was just like, oh, okay, I've heard the album already. And there's no features on it. I was excited for the features because I thought, okay, from what we've heard, there's, there's a little bit of nostalgia there from Butterfly and Rainbow. And then we got this and it just felt a bit stiff and a bit wooden. And yeah, I was a little bit disappointed. But it, I thought, you know what? There's some good R&B songs on there. There's some good R&B elements flowing through the tracks. It's the underdog for me. And it's just like, come on, big it up. Because there's there's five singles released from this album. And I'm like, how? Yeah. It, like, I mean, there are those gems like Candy Bling and all that. And like, there are always those songs, but it was just... And it has your typical Mariah Magic gems as well. It, but it, yeah, yeah, there's always some Mariah Magic, but it's just messy, messy, messy. So I will always stand by it for some reason, but, well, for those reasons. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it ranks low because of everything attached to it. Oh, well, what's your number 12, Garrett? Okay, so my number 12 is Music Box. Amy Mahayton. I mean, I understand. I, I definitely understand. And I'm surprised surprised mine is ranked high this time around after all the stuff I've said about it. I feel like Music Box is not a cohesive album. And in a way, dare I say it, in the way it plays from start to finish, it's people pleasing in the same way that the Emancipation of Mimi is. But the Emancipation of Mimi has a lot more going for it. Whereas the Music Box album, I guess in 1993, it had a lot going for it. But you can tell it's very forced. It's very like, especially off the back of emotions, and that didn't deliver the same way the debut did. So, okay, let's put a Celine Dion slash Brian Adams slash everybody else kind of album out. And so they did, but make it Mariah. And that's exactly what happened. It's very amazing vocally, but when you look at the songs and the lyrics, yeah, the lyrics are okay, but like the there's no vibe really. It I don't even know when I I probably listened to this album driving. I wouldn't listen to this on my way into into work on public transport. I wouldn't listen to this at the gym. I wouldn't listen to this in a mood or maybe cleaning. 
while driving. That's a road hazard. You don't want to fall asleep at the wheel. <laughs> but the belts, like, you know, the belting, like, you know, I could sing this belting and still but concentrate. I feel, like, I feel like as cheesy as it is, like, Music Box has its moment. Like, I love the song Music Box. Anytime you need a friend, even Hero has a moment when I need it. Um, yeah. Dream Lover is a classic Mariah song. Um but it doesn't fit on the album. I know. I I know the whole album is quite clunky. I just feel like it has enough songs on it that I like alone that it works for me. And it has more songs on it than I like from Rainbow, I feel like. All right, Gia, what's your number 12? My number 12 is Rainbow. I knew that was going. <laughs> you are tripping. You are now. You you have to justify that one right now. Well, I don't know. I just feel like the only songs I go back to are the remixes, and then Heartbreaker album version with Jay Z and Crybaby. I feel like I don't really go back to anything else. I feel like how much I don't like Against All Odds. I don't like. Thank God I found you. I don't like. Thank God I found the remix. And then, um, what about Ex Girlfriend? And did I do that? I like. Did I do that? I don't know if I love Ex Girlfriend. Um. Petals. You said you go back to petals. Oh, I, do, I do love petals and the rainbow interlude. Okay, so those are saving it. Those are saving Girl, it. Girl, you need to switch your music box ranking with rainbow. But I'm no, not I, you. I I'm like just saying. Songs. I like more songs on music box. I I did this. I I did the math, you guys. I like more songs on music box than I do from rainbow, and it's sad, but it's the truth. I don't think music box, or I don't think that music box or rainbow are as cohesive as her other pieces of work and it's it, i love the artwork i love the album cover i love the singles i love the iconic remixes. they're all iconic they all are serving it and of course it's way better than music boxes artwork and stuff like that but i don't know think about music boxes remixes and all of that so there's a lot going for both of them they both i don't know i don't know you guys music or rainbow it's gotten pretty low for me. It's gotten pretty low, but there's a lot of stuff I love about it. And I don't hate the album at all, at all. I always noticed like recently that um, Lambs just hate on this album. I didn't know that Lambs did not like this album. It was just crazy to me. And I, I hear a lot of Lambs saying like the production is bad. I've heard you, Gareth, say something about After Tonight, but I've never caught it in the song. There's distortion on the key change, yeah. But that's not down to her. That's down to the sound engineer. You know, somebody, well, it kind of is down to her, but in a way somebody should have said like, we need to take that again. Or you, you can turn down the microphone before, or the, you, can, you can guide people. She could have took a step back for that key change. That it's... It's so noticeable. Every single device I've played that song on, there's distortion on the key change. I feel like I've noticed some sound stuff with that album too, but not that much. But I just feel like, like Nick said about the debut, it's the sound of the album for me. I think it's the that 1999 sound, that Destiny's Child sound, that TLC sound, maybe that I'm just not the biggest fan of. I do love the other stuff from it, though, like I said. But yeah, I guess number 12, she, there she goes. All right, so let's move on then. All right, my number 13 is Merry Christmas to You. 
And wow. Okay, bitch, you guys can talk all you want. You guys can just talk shit about me because I'm not even trying to have another argument, bitch. I'm just not say what you gotta say. No, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised it's so low. Say what you gotta say and let's move on. <laughs> I'm okay, surprised everybody. it's so low. Okay, everybody, Gia's number 13 is Merry Christmas to you. I'm not poking the bear. So, <laughs> my number 13 is... No, bitch, say what you guys gotta say. I want to hear it. I don't have so, nothing to say about it. It's just, stop. it's already... No, I wanted to actually talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm surprised it's so low, like I just said, because you're always saying stuff about this album, like about how it's the party. I thought it would have been higher. That's all. I, I I think we're stuck in the point of the year where we're not like listening to Christmas music, and that's just why it's so low. I, I think if I think that's what I was gonna say too. Honestly, I think that's why both of the Christmas albums ranked lower. I feel like when we've done this ranking before, they used to both kind of just rank in the middle for me. But now that it's like the middle of spring or whatever, and we're doing it. I was like, well, I got to put one Christmas album somewhere and then I guess the other one will be down somewhere lower. But I don't know. I I just don't listen to the Christmas albums like I listen to Mariah's other stuff. And even in the beginning when we were doing this, Nick was like, are you are we going to count the Christmas albums? So like it's it's just like hard for me to put them on the ranking. Well, my number 13 is, and, and I think all of our uh, next few albums are going to be kind of the same, but mine is Music Box. Again, boring, snooze box, ga 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 Gareth, what is your number 13? My number 13 is Emotions. I get it. I do. No, I get it. It could be higher because of the vocal ability, but the thing is, it's just like, it's one of those things where there's not a lot happening apart from it being sad throughout, pretty much. And there's a couple of songs that are really good. And it is an album I can only listen to from start to finish. Unless Emotion comes on on its own and Make It Happen comes on its, on its own. Other than that, if Eddie's... Good, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Have, but play it start to finish, I can listen to the whole thing. Which is a good transition into my number 14, which is my second least favorite Mariah album ever, Emotions. <laughs> it's impossible to get through for me. Like, I can't even do it. Mm. It's like when I said I didn't like the debut sound, like, times it by 10, and that's Emotions to me. Mm-hmm. I don't. I feel like there's a lot more going on with the first album, and you, it's easier to listen to. The second one is, it's... It's just the colours of the album, the artwork, are perfect for the sound of the album. You know what I mean? It's just, it's very much cohesive throughout. Looking at the front cover, to actually taking the disc out, putting it on, it's just like, it all connects. And it's just like, eh. Yeah, I I hate the colours of the album. Like, it almost looks like they're like, smoker stained from like sitting in a house with somebody smoking. Yeah, it looks like, there's a massive like wind and the sand is blowing up as opposed to it being just on a beach or whatever, wherever she is. I don't know. But like, there's so many leaked pictures from this photo shoot that look so much more golden and so lovely. Like a hair texture looks nice. And I feel like the original photos from the photo shoot with the, you know, the hands on the knees bent over hair, like flown back it, the original photos probably were of like a more of a golden brown tone and all we've got here is sepia and sepia can be nice but 
to connect it with I this album. Like no. Her face looks so weird with the sepia and the, her lips and it just isn't cute. It looks really, really old. Yeah. It looks older than the first yeah, album. Looks, yeah, it just looks really old. Yeah. If this was the debut album, then I could see where the build-up came from. But the fact that it goes from the first album to this, it's a, there's a bit of a dip. It's like, okay, well, I can see why Music Box happened. And then we get into the real stuff after Music Box, you know? All right, Gia, what's your uh, 14? My number 14 is Memoirs. And I just, I'd never listened to it. I don't I don't even, <laughs> like, hate it, like I just said. Like, I just don't even listen to it. Yeah, there's nothing that we can say that we haven't already said. So what's your number 14, Gareth? Memoirs. <laughs> <laughs> what is yours? All say? right, I just said my number 14. It was emotions. So this leads us to our least favorite album. But first, we're going to recap our list and our rankings of all Mariah's albums. Who do you agree with the most? Gia, what is your final ranking list? So mine was number one, Butterfly. Two, Caution. Three, Debut. Four, Emancipation of Mimi. Five, E equals MC squared. Six, Charm Bracelet. Seven, Daydream. Eight, Merry Christmas. Nine, Music Box. Ten, Glitter. Eleven, Emotions. Twelve, Rainbow. Thirteen, Merry Christmas to you. Fourteen, Memoirs. All right, what is yours, Gareth? Okay, so my rundown is number one, The Emancipation of Mimi. Number two, Butterfly. Number three, Caution. Four, Rainbow. Five, Merry Christmas. Six, Daydream. Seven, equals MC squared. Eight, debut album Mariah Carey. Nine, glitter. Ten, charm bracelet. Eleven, Merry Christmas to you. Twelve, music box. Thirteen, emotions. And fourteen, memoirs of an imperfect angel. And what's yours, Nick? All right, one, butterfly, of course. Two, caution. Three, charm bracelet. Four, rainbow. Five, Merry Christmas. Six, E equals. Seven, The Emancipation of Mimi. Eight, Merry Christmas to you. Nine, Glitter. Ten, Daydream. Eleven, The Debut. Twelve, Memoirs. Thirteen, Music Box. And fourteen, Emotions. Which we all kind of agreed on the last one. I feel like before we even go into it, we all know what it is. So on the count of three, one, two, three. Me, yeah, I am The elusive Chanteuse. Yeah. The What the Fuck album in her career. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be shady. Of course it has some little bit of Mariah magic on it, but like, girl. It's very sparse. Uh, how do you even put words to it? And I know. No, wait, I wrote down me, I am an album, dot, 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 that I don't listen to. So I feel like that's how I put it into words. I mean, I felt like yeah. she had to do it on the translucent orange vinyl just to get people to appreciate it. Like, it fits with the album artwork, but it's just like, I remember when the track, we were, we were, there was so much build up towards this. And when Beautiful came out, it was kind of like, oh my God, this, this could be a good era. And yet, there was an album release date. I think it was like, what, 11th of July or something? Can't remember now. And it was a huge buildup. And then all of a sudden, delay, 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 delay for an, almost a whole year. And then we got a few songs. We got the second track, Art of Letting Go, 
that was released on Facebook with no video, no performance, nothing. It was just there. Like, who's going to go to Facebook and get it? Like, and you can't even purchase it from Facebook. I, it was just so weird. And then your mine was performed and everyone got so excited. But then when the song was released, it sounded a bit like, well, where's the structure? Well, for me, it was like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Where's that? Like, it could have been a good song, but it just felt a little bit cut and paste. And then when I had the remix, it's like, so basically they took the remix, cut Trey songs out to create some kind of original version. So for me, the remix is kind of like the original version. So it, I don't know, just it was so messy. I feel like Nick and I were on live on Instagram recently and I was like, one, I don't even think of like hashtag beautiful as part of the era of the album. And then two, I really only listened to the song number two faded through um the song before Supernatural. And then when <laughs> Supernatural song. hits, I like cut off the album like it's over. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like a five song album. I literally listened to like three songs with our four songs. Dedicated, Faded, Meteorite, and what is the other one? Uh yeah, I think that's it. That's all I listened to. And money. I like money. And that's it. Really? Yeah, yeah, I don't like that one. <laughs> it's I don't know, but this this might be an unpopular opinion because I see a lot of lambs on Facebook and on Reddit who just love this album. And it always confuses the fuck out of me. And it's always a new lamb. It's never like an old school lamb who's like, oh, I love me, I am Mariah. It's always some like me, I am Mariah lamb that just what started becoming a lamb. Yeah. During this year, it's just like, I mean, all I nostalgia think, attached. I feel like money is the OOC of the album, but OOC is better. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I can see that. But then you open the album with Cry. Like, yeah. what the fuck, Mariah? And I'm sorry, the, like, leave the kids off the album. Like, I'm yeah, sorry. that's what I was about to say. Like, the kids on the album, and then you got that song Camouflage. What the fuck is that song? There's like a few retrospective moments on this album and then there's like two covers because obviously and i we... cannot listen i can't listen to those covers either that one more try is like all it's... over the place and too long the one well one more try is originally quite long anyway but the george michael version but i don't get why hers is so long i don't get why his is so long but i don't get why hers is so long his is five minutes and something Hers is six minutes it's heartbreaking because we know what's happening at this time. And it's just like, don't feed his ego. Like, you could have swapped that for another bop. I'm pretty sure you had another bop. Like, there's so many songs that were leaked, like, well, not leaked, but speculated around this time, like, Save the Day. And she's also said that, what was the other one? Um, mesmerize. Mesmerize, but there's another one. Um, oh, oh, oh. Ah, what's the name of that song? Breaking my heart, breaking my heart. They're triumphant, but this was that breaking my heart. Oh, you not oh, somewhat listen to that. She's apparently she wrote that during the time when she was writing for this, and it's just like, yeah, no, I'm good. Sorry, not 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 necessarily that song, but the chorus is all right. The verses are really weird, but like I'm pretty sure there's other songs that she could have swapped one more try for because the other song, the Mary Mary cover, is actually all right. It's okay. It's not great. But it could have been better. I feel like it could have been better with the duet with Mary Mary, but whatever. I feel like every single track is a lost opportunity on this album. And 
And we haven't even started talking about production. Oh my goodness. And then, um, but no, I, we've said it on the podcast, like we need a me, I am Mariah lamb to literally come on and convince us at this point. I don't think there's any saving it for us otherwise or even at that at, at that it's it's no really, one can, can convince me to like this i album. don't think so i don't think so <laughs> it almost doesn't exist hate, to me i don't on know one her. thing we were a little bit in sync with our list there were a I few feel, like sh- shots in the dark somewhere but like all together our list was kind of the same yeah, we and most yeah, mostly. Just to remind everybody listening, we did not communicate this list. We literally went our separate ways to work on our list privately, individually, and we came together today and revealed our list to each other as well as you for the first time. Okay, thank you for listening to this episode of the Obsessed Podcast. We hope you had a good time listening to our album rankings. Whether you agree or disagree, it's all for fun. Don't forget to go listen to our podcast at the Obsessed Podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. And you can follow us on all social media platforms at the Obsessed Podcast. We will see you next time. Bye bye. 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 Yes. Yes. Oh my God.